0: To all
1: I sit alone in my four corner room, staring at candle. on. Let me drop some shit like this here.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Bottom of the Pit Podcast. I am. As always, Mick Wolfie Goldberg, and with me today, I have my illustrious brother, the Bonsai Wolf Burger, oh, yeah. the Bonsai Wolf Burger of the Food Chain. Welcome to the show. Thanks How for, you feel?
1: Thank you for having me. Um, I'm feeling great. I love the name of the podcast, too. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, all, that's, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw your face. I was like, I made him proud, <laughs> and that's all that matters.
1: Uh, yeah, de- but definitely, I'm glad to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you for coming, man. Uh, we have a lot we're gonna cover today from old games that um that kind of the, that needs like a redo mm-hmm. uh for today's, you know, environment, uh, um, how anime fits into the fighting game realm mm-hmm. and and a few other things that um that may or may not be uh involved in fighting games, but fighting games always mm-hmm. has their fingers in it. Yeah,
1: I can definitely mm-hmm. get my two cents on some of these, so.
0: Yes, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um so before we get started on the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain to me a little bit about your name.
1: So Bunzai Wolf Burger, uh, it's the funniest story, and you were there for it. I was. Um, so you um, invited me to be part of Food Chain, and that was a great. Uh, I've been there t- from, what was it been like, I feel like seven years now. Yeah, I think that's around that. And you guys asked me to come up with a name. And immediately I knew I wanted it to be burger related because I love burgers. They're my favorite food in the world. And then one time we were just hanging out at Red Robin and I got the Banzai Burger from there. And I almost said it. (laughs) (laughs) I almost said the Banzai Wolf Burger, which will always be a mistake. And I just, and I love pineapple, So I bit into that burger and I was like, yo, this is delicious. I love the Banzai Burger. And then it just clicked. I was like, Banzai Wolf Burger. That's my name. And it just, I like that as well, just because one, I love that burger, but two, Banzai is kind of like my play style when it comes to like outside video games. Like if I play co-op or shooting games or anything, I'm usually one of the first people to try to run in, see what I can get myself into, shoot, especially if I don't know, if I'm doing co-op with my friends, I'll run in and see what the survey to land freaking um and then relay after I get killed. What I learned, so or on Overwatch, or on Overwatch, you kind of rewind all the way back to where you start. Yeah, she would trace her would run in, run out. It's it's just really like run and gun. It's my play style for most games like that. So it just applied to how I play games too.
0: Right? Yeah, I, I assume like in your head when you're running in into the thick of things, it's like don't worry, guys, I got this. Bunzi, like, kamikaze <laughs> Almost in the way people yell Geronimo or things like that.
1: Exactly, just
0: throwing your life to the wind. And uh, and just screw everything else. Definitely. Cool. I like that. Bonsai Wolf Burger. Well, I can't sit here and act surprised. Like, I'm just now learning what your name was. Yeah. But it's always good to get a refresher on where these things come from. Because yeah. it's so long. It's been so long since yeah. we actually had to originate our names that you kind of forget where yeah, exactly. the inspirations were. And
1: plus, everybody knows. Well, if they don't know me, they usually get to know, but wolves are my favorite animal. So, that that also just took the part in right there. Right. And
0: it flows. Bonsai yeah. Wolf Burger. You know, kind of off. when you say it enough, you kind of forget what the actual sandwich is called, and yeah. when you see it, you might be like, "There's something missing." Yeah, like, like that's the original name.
1: Bonsai burger. That sounds
0: whack. Right? whack as hell. Two little letters. Yeah. Uh, words. I mean, um. So, but you, as a person, uh, not uh, totally outside of food chain. You and I, we've known each other for much, much longer than that.
1: Yeah, I want to say it. It's been over ten years.
0: Over ten years, yeah. clean, cleanly over ten years. Uh, we were we weren't like formally introduced, but we met each other through a, a mutual friend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, great friend of yours, uh, my cousin. You know, we just kind of met at the same house, yeah. and the rest is kind of history.
1: Yeah, we're pretty much like cousins now. At this point, yeah,
0: because yeah. it was always you, and then uh, this this uh, this guy who was a previous member of the food chain, mm-hmm. uh, named Hot Fries, and we met. You know, we all used to hang out, and there's one other person who's, who's not a a, formal, a former member of the food chain, but we all used to hang out all the time when we were kids, and uh, we Yeah, we just clicked kind of all bonded, the time, yeah. yeah.
1: Then we would go to each other's family events and stuff, and anytime your dad saw me, he would let me come over, so. Yeah,
0: without, cool. without question.
1: Yeah, which I call him Monk anyway, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was, kind of, it was kind of weird that that's how we met. Since we were in the same grade mm-hmm. and we went to the same school,
1: we didn't even know even about each other until like we saw each other at your first barbecue and then one day we just walked by each other and the halls like, "Oh, didn't yeah. I know you went to the school you went here? Yeah, and I didn't
0: see you all this time, or I didn't notice you all this time. That's that's crazy. Yeah. And we never had a, all those years, and we never had a single class together. Exactly. And it's so weird being I in the same grade at the same school.
1: I didn't. I never had a single class with Carving Chicken either. That's so weird. Yeah. What the hell? Anyway, that's.
0: That's uh. That's just our history. There's no sense on mm-hmm. like dwelling on it because it's not a very complicated history. Yeah. You know, we just met through a mutual through a mutual friend, and we just hung out, and we've just been tight since. And over a decade later, here we are today at this interview.
1: Haha.
0: <laughs> um. So, the one game I believe um, uh, we played first. Maybe not first, because you had like the Dragon Ball like Budokais and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the first game that I think you and I might have played. That's a traditional fighting game. Uh, that's you know got all like the bells and whistles of a fighting game. You, know, you get your health bars. It's on a semi two D plane. You though it's like three D.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, would be uh, Bloody Roar, the Blood, Bloody
1: Roar series. Bloody Roar. Oh my god, such it's like an underdog series. Like I used to think it was an unappreciated series, but now I'm, I see people comment on it like, "Which y'all know about Bloody Roar? Man, Bloody Roar was the truth.
0: <laughs> it was the truth.
1: That it is.
0: Do you remember?" Um... Uh, This is kind of a tangent, but it's still on Bloody Roar. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it might have been two years ago when uh, Food Chain attended MAGFest. Yeah, we didn't
1: go to MAGFest last year, which was 2018. So 2017 MAGFest was when I got to realize a dream through Bloody Roar. Mm -hmm. That was great.
0: Because they had a Bloody Roar, was it three?
1: Yeah, they had Bloody Roar one, two, and three, and I went with three there.
0: And we just kind of play we just kind of jettled on three for hours yeah i
1: got to let you guys play for the first time because over the years you guys just used to hear me talk about it so much
0: so it was impressive it was impressive to see you at work and to see you kind of cream the other people that would show up and want to play with us
1: which i was not expecting let me tell you like i've always felt like a good blade War player but outside playing with like maybe two or three friends i never got to fight that many people at the game okay so i was one of those things like uh if I get beat, uh, at least I know how I compared to other people. But the fact that I was like down and people left and right, I was like, "Oh my God, I'm truly good at this right? game." Like, it was
0: nothing. It's like this. This is bonsai's game. Like if there ever was a game that was bonsai's game, it is Bloody Roar. And your boy, who's your main?
1: Freaking Yugo the Wolf. The Wolf. I fucking love Yugo.
0: And I don't think anyone like hearing your name would. If I don't think anyone would be like, "Who's your main on Bloody Roar?" They would be like, eh, "If it's not Yugo the Wolf, then he's a bit of a hypocrite." Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, would you say um, it was Bloody Roar that turned you onto the the whole wolf persona, or is there other factors outside? There's, of
1: that? there's like one other factor. Out, it's mainly Bloody Bloody Roar, but there's one other factor outside of it. And the only other factor was before I even owned Bloody Roar, I had an actual pet wolf. Um, I know that sounds crazy.
0: Pet wolf. Yeah,
1: I had an actual pet wolf. That's what started my um, wolf craze. So my grandparents had a friend who lived in Delaware but he used to travel back and forth to Arizona because he had a second house out there mm-hmm. and he brought back a litter of wolf pups and people just thought they were huskies But so they got through TSA and stuff because this is before 9-11 and everything right, else right, so you could okay, get away pretty but he came back with three timber wolf pups one black a coal black wolf and three gray wolf pups that's a lot of he, he brought a lot of wolves he, he, he brought a lot home and my grandparents because I lived with them at the time got one of the gray wolf pups and she was our pet. Her name was Murphy. And she just got away as being a husky because no one's going to expect to see a wolf right. in Delaware. No, no one ever expects it. But um, if she stood on her legs, she was at least eight feet tall. Like, when I was a kid, I rode on her back to the park. Holy crap. So
0: and how long did it take? Sorry if I cut you off. Mm, how long did it take for people to realize that you had a wolf and no, not a husky? No one knew. No one knows until right
1: now um, that you had a wolf. Unless we told them that dog dog was a, was a wolf. That dog was a husky. <laughs> all and, right, all right. and people just used to be like, oh, look at that little boy right on the back of his husky to the park. And I'm talking about not riding looking at the door. Like, she stood tall. Like, she was to the size of, like, cars on the sidewalk. They just didn't think nothing of it.
0: They thought you had a big-ass dog? Hell yeah. God darn. Did it have any, like, wolf characteristics? Obviously, it's like a wolf. But, but you know, a wolf growing up in domestication.
1: Other than the size, she acted like a, a normal dog. The only thing is... Mo- a lot of dogs do um how when like fire sirens and stuff go by, but okay. she was usually, she was the one you heard in the neighborhood the first and she was the loudest.
0: No, was it like one of those classic wolf howls? It was oh yeah. yeah, kind of a yelpy. It thing was just too. A, it was
1: definitely a, ar, ar. and it would like hold for at least twenty five seconds each time. Dang, we got complaints about it. Well, yeah, I'd imagine so.
0: That's actually impressive. You've never once told me that story. Have I not really? This is my first time hearing that you owned a pet wolf.
1: Yeah, uh, right in Wilmington too.
0: That. Is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that is nuts. That's crazy that you had a wolf.
1: So yeah, I had my pet wolf. And then um, that was the main factor of why I love wolves. Because once you have one. You right, own, you, you know, own the wolf. I mean, yeah. God dang. I used to read books in them all the time. Kept on and stuff. Um, then the wolf ran away and I never saw her ever again.
0: That was almost inevitable. Yeah. It's a wolf. Their, their calling is to to, to nature, to, to the woods.
1: So to not, the...
0: not saying I wanted your wolf to run Yeah, away.
1: but hopefully she was good at that. We never knew. I'm sure she's fine. We found found a lot of dead animals after she left, though, so...
0: But so we can assume she's doing well. She yeah. knows how to hunt, so that's good. Because that's, like, a problem with some domesticated, like, um, like wild animals that mm-hmm. are being... That are grown up in, like, a household. They don't know how to hunt when they get out there, and they end up mm-hmm. starving. Yeah, so but she... it doesn't sound like Murphy had that issue.
1: Yeah, she was good. Okay,
0: so... So when you, you know, played Bloody Roar for the first time and you saw
1: you go? Um, imme- like immediate first choice. Like I was just, I opened, I remember this because I got Bloody Roar 1 on the same, it was like Christmas of my birthday. I think it was my birthday. I got my PlayStation 1. I didn't have a game system ever before that outside of a Game Boy. Damn. I never owned a game system. So it came, my mom got me the plate PS1 um, and it came with um, Micro Machines and it came with Bloody Roar. So I played Micro Machines, blah, blah, whatever. Then I played Bloody Roar, and the f- I went to the loading screen. And the first character who popped up, because he's kind of right, the main the character, was, H- was Yugo. Like, I scrolled through all the characters, but I was like, Yugo the wolf. And it slid off my tongue. So I was like, Yugo the, <laughs> Yugo the wolf. And I picked him up, and I fell in love instantly. Like The mechanics of that game are just pure love in one thing, but just him in general, I love him.
0: Yeah, you did show off some intense kind of combos that i didn't know were even possible in yeah. that game
1: it's he he is one fighting game character i will never forget the combos and fighting style of like he's some people game. have to practice like all right how do you do this no 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 i will always from he, his button layout is like mashed into my brain
0: well he is um yugo's a boxer right he
1: he's a he's a, a, a kickboxer actually oh, he's a kickboxer okay. d- and most people don't know that because he mainly uses boxing but yeah he's a kickboxer his just kicks suck
0: yeah, can, and, and kind he, of in general. Yeah,
1: and he game. fought boxing, in the storyline, he fought boxing professionally, so.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Which is, that's really impressive to me, and that's mm-hmm. always something that's kind of stood out for the character of, of Yugo, that mm-hmm. he was um that he was a boxer, because usually in games like that, where the character is wolf-themed, and in Yugo's case, he just literally turned into a wolf, mm-hmm. even their, like, human style would be wolf-like, animalistic, maybe they'll do a lot of, like, lunging attacks, or maybe they'll mm-hmm. have sharpened nails that are just sharp naturally and they'll slash but he you know he was this close yeah. hand kickboxer like Yeah, he said tran-
1: he translates his fight his human fight style over to the wolf which yeah there's extra claw moves added when you do transform but those are the wolf's based moves it's mostly just his regular kickboxing and stuff see I like that and I can tr- I relate more with Yugo now just because now I'm a kickboxer and I do boxing now so I was just like oh man living the dream
0: you are slowly but surely becoming black Yugo ah <sighs> oh, yes I like that <laughs> black Yugo <laughs> black Yugo <laughs> It sounds like the dream. Um, so, uh, we were talking about how how uh, Bloody Roar was your. Was you would say that's like one of your first fighting games? That yeah,
1: you... it would be t- it would be Bloody Roar, Tekken, and probably like Virtual Fighter. Virtual Fighter. Yeah, and Street Fighter, of course. Gotcha, of course.
0: Uh, we well, have Street Fighter, Tekken, and Virtual Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all you know withstood the test of time. You have your your constant. Sequels, you know, Street Fighter 5's out right now. Tekken Seven's out. They're both thriving right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much Street Fighter Five in comparison to Tekken Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virtual Fighter's kind of floundering a little bit. Yeah. Um, but th- it's always been a, a quality game. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, Bloody War kind of got yeah. left in like three generations ago. Yeah, almost. As
1: it fell out after Bloody War Four and Primal Fury for the GameCube.
0: And now, would you say Bloody War Four is better than Bloody War Three?
1: In my personal opinion, I love Blade of War Four. Like, even when I was playing at MacFest, I loved playing three. But Blade of War Four, it was just it was pretty much like three, but on crack. They smoothed over what <laughs> they needed. Yeah, they just smoothed over what they needed to smooth over and added more beast drives and more characters, and it was just great. And then they had the option of career mode, which career mode career mode basically was you just did like all these fights and stuff, and you could like add on points and buy different moves and stuff, um, and enhance your character. And my Yugo on career mode is probably the most broken fighting game character in the history of history. Like, he's on some dumb shit.
0: Yeah, I've heard stories, um, mostly from you, Mm -hmm. about how broken Yugo is, but I personally have not had the pleasure of getting dominated by your career mode Yugo. If
1: I ever get another copy of 4, I'll show it to you because we still have a PS2 at my house, but... Let's just say his human mode is almost better than his wolf form. Oh my god, why even turn to the wolf? Yeah, and then on survival mode, easily you can go to 20 matches straight without worrying about if you're going to lose or not.
0: Oh, before the computer like steps up and yeah. and starts to fight
1: back? Because my character will be all over them and destroy their health like instantly.
0: Well, there's one thing I noticed from Bloody War 4 compared to 3, and especially like 2 and 1, mm-hmm. is it's a lot more kinetic. There's so much mm-hmm. more energy to the way the characters move, mm-hmm. to the pace of the fight. You know, the health seems a little bit smaller, but you have the the, your beast drive is like a second health bar pretty it, much when you run out of normal health uh, you're forced into your beast mode and then you got your, like your beast health right yeah, if I exactly.
1: yeah you remember everything and then it, you could sacrifice on I can't remember if it was 4 and N3 I think it was um, mostly 4 you could sacrifice your human health to charge up the beast gauge to go into hyper beast mode oh my goodness which was you just had you um, transfer into the beast and you could just pretty much do infinite um beast drives which are their special moves on that game until the time limit went out. Oh, okay. But so. then if you use that mode and it ran out, you can use beast your beast form for the rest of the set. Not the rest of the round, the rest of the set. Oh, my
0: goodness. Uh, so when you once you did that, it was like one and done. You better kill your opponent or you're, it's yeah, game over.
1: Yeah, you either better kill your opponent or you better be really good with the just human form.
0: Well, it sounds like you're pretty good with human. Yeah. Judo, so it doesn't seem like it was that big of a risk for you Yeah. because you're going to win either way.
1: But um, yeah, you had a run in with the negative effects of um hyper beast mode, cause um, the old associate we used to talk about hot fries used yeah. to do the hyper beast mode with Nagi, oh, Nagi, and that was pretty much just an instant cheat with her beast mode, cause you just ran around your body and just did an automatic slice that you kind of evade.
0: Yep, it was totally unblockable, mm-hmm. totally unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Um, she just
1: kept hounding you until she hit you. So
0: and then until you died. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Yeah, I didn't like Nagi. I think that game, um. Has a bit of a, I'd say, a uh, balancing problem. Yeah,
1: it's, it's because it's so balanced. old. It's yeah, so old, and no, it just sad. if it it would definitely stand a it would have stood the um test of time if it like kept getting worked on. I know that for a fact. Like, I know they could bring back Bloody Roar if they wanted to.
0: Right. Well, that leads into the next. That leads perfectly into our next question about Bloody Roar. Mm-hmm. Scenario: They bring back Bloody Roar. Right. Mm-hmm. They announced Bloody Roar five. Right, brand new Bloody Roar Five. Nut Yeah, besides the instant nut. But there's no no footage, just like we finally have the IP mm-hmm. secured for Bloody Roar Five and we are doing Bloody Roar Five. What do you look for in that game?
1: First of all I'm gonna say who made it. Right, right. Like
0: well, let's it, a, let's assume it's like you're a dream company. The company you want to have their hands on
1: Bloody Roar. See, honestly, my dream company isn't who I will, who I like playing them, their games the most out of lately. But I know they would do a good job with, and that's Capcom.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, um, Street Fighter Five. I hate the mechanics of it, mm-hmm. but it's a smooth playing fighting game. And I've been watching Samurai Showdown lately, and after seeing how Samurai Showdown is, I think Blade War would be perfect under that format.
0: Well, that's S N K.
1: Is that S N K? Yeah. Um, Capcom's not working on that game. Mm-hmm. Then S N K. Then the way they did Samurai Showdown they even got blood on that game i was like yo this would be, it's a very good format and i will choose that for for the new bloody war instantly so you would be
0: in favor of bloody war 5 this hypothetical bloody war 5 by produced and um created by smk mm-hmm. uh you'll be okay with it being a straight up 2d fighter
1: it would be hard but i could see it it will work because that's how a lot of games are now. They're three D, but two D at the same time.
0: Yeah, kind of like Guilty Gear.
1: Now, if they could work it to make a three D game, and then like some, like I think some people should branch out and start doing that. Like, do your own version of a three D game. Yeah. So if they could do that. That would be awesome. But if they just kept it with the two D three D style. I could rock with it.
0: As long as it has the style, right? Yeah. It's like. Uh... Cause you know how Guilty Gear and the, uh, uh, Samurai Showdown—they have like a particular aesthetic to them. Yeah. That kind of lends to that two D, two what's it called? Two point five D, I think is what yeah. it's called. I think it would it would lend pretty pretty well to Blade. And, Black and Black.
1: honestly, it I would I would have to play the note. It might improve it. Because the way fighting games are now, the old Bloody War might not work out. To sidestep on Bloody War, you had to use R2 and L2. Yeah, and that's weird.
0: And they kind of just did like a little shuffle. Too, yeah, so.
1: it did a shuffle. So you, no one's going to use R2 and L2 to shuffle, to sidestep on games now. You're going to do jump, you're going to do up and down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like down, down, up, up. Yeah, so. Stuff like that.
1: But yeah, but outside of the SK, the only other people I could see working on Bloody War is the people who do Tekken.
0: Oh, uh, Namco? Yeah. Uh, Bandai Namco, I guess they are now.
1: They would be, 3D wise, they would be the perfect people to do it. Like, especially how they've been doing Tekken 7. We got, like, crazy off the wall characters like Negan and freaking Noctis from Final Fantasy, which, yeah, we hate Noctis being in Tekken, but to bring a Final Fantasy character and see how he fights the way he does, it's pretty impressive. Right.
0: And he translated you know, very jarring and yeah. out of place but he translates he well.
1: tra- he translates well
0: you know he t- he turned into a fighting game character and it it worked yeah, so to f- a degree
1: so for a 3D fighting game yes Tekken um Namco do it but 2D 3D damn, SNK would kill it they
0: would they would and they have they have a pretty good track record too
1: yeah and plus their the way the animation looks on SNK games they would give this game so much freaking justice
0: yeah when they when they don't take shortcuts mm-hmm. they they produce some of the best looking art around you know the way kof 13 looked mm-hmm. uh me and pecan Swirl we gushed over a little bit ago how great those sprites were mm-hmm. and um uh, samurai showdown looks fantastic yeah, and
1: plus they always got arxis backing them up and arxis, oh, yeah. arxis hasn't done and there boom they could do 3d because that new kill a kill anime game arxis is working on that and that's 3d
0: I heard that place kind of like Poken tournament? Yeah,
1: almost a little bit. Like, it's like their own version of it. It's really interesting when you watch it. Okay. So they have the potential to do whatever they want with it if they were to do it. And um, the, the Jamaican shake. he looked it up. The rights for Bloody Roar can be claimed. Someone would just have to be like, yeah, let's buy it and do it.
0: Right, let's buy it and it produces new Bloody Roar experience.
1: Exactly, so...
0: And I feel like it would go well. Kind of like um, the way there all this great boost in popularity when they announced, like, Killer Instinct 3. That game's been out of commission for 15 years before yeah. that. And now, you know, KO- KI3 was announced yeah. many years ago, yeah. just like five years ago. and But, you know, it reinvigorated yeah. a whole lot of people's inner, inner emotions yeah. and maybe have gotten them back into fighting games when maybe they were falling back. Or it tapped into like their inner child.
1: Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing about KI, it's old now, and it's still a hard fighting game to play. Like you have to be like practicing on that game. And it's, it's older now, but in my opinion, it still has like some of the best game um, fighting game graphics out there right now. The particles are. It, it's it's beautiful of a game. So yeah, you could definitely bring these games back and just like overtop the crowds. Okay, I'm getting so excited to talk about this. My <laughs> legs are shaking. I didn't even notice.
0: <laughs> so aside from um, aside from the. The usual suspects like your your Yugo's Yugo the wolves your your Alice the rabbits your um, uh, Long the tigers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, let's say, name three more characters you would. That it should be definite staples.
1: Oh, in the next Bloody War.
0: In this hypothetical SNK made, uh, a okay. Bloody War. All
1: right, so you definitely gotta put Gato in. Gato, okay. Like, Gato, the G- lion. Gato line. He's like. Almost like a mentor to Yugo, Plus, you have to have a lion. If you're going to have a wolf character and a tiger character, you got to have a lion character. Right in a,
0: in a animal theme fighting game.
1: And they made him a balls character, so you have to have him.
0: Okay.
1: Um, you'll like this because he's your favorite character. I think they have to add stun back in. Stun. Yeah, he's like the only grappler character, unless they added Greg the gorilla from the original one back in, which is something I don't think people would be opposed to. Yeah, I think people. I think people would see a gorilla, they'll be like, yeah, we can name him Harumbe or some shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, definitely add stun back in, because fighting. if you were to reinvigorate games like this, you'd have to have at least one grappler character.
0: Yeah, you can't have a fighting game without grapplers, in my opinion. Like, a grappler's got to be somewhere in the mix.
1: And then, the mole. Oh yeah, I he, forgot about He's Bacori. a He's a crowd favorite. Yeah, I, somehow I, total, that totally slipped my mind. Yeah, so you would, so Gato and Bacori would definitely have to be in it. Okay. I said stun. You could, you could not. You wouldn't have to put Shin Long in because he's a clone character. He, just people love him. Uh. I guess I'll say Xian.
0: Xian yeah. the 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 leopard.
1: No, no um, Shina. Oh, that's Shina. That's, yeah, that's right. his daughter. Xian the, the, the unborn. unborn yeah. <laughs> just to have your antagonist character, you have to add him in. Right. Right.
0: Now, um, what character? Like, just, just have to name one. Totally leave them off. Totally don't even think about this character. Mm-hmm. Don't bring them back. No one likes them. Which one do you think that would be?
1: I feel back because the first person I thought about was Uranus the Chimera. <laughs> oh, shit. Because she's always like a secret boss character. You really don't need her in a game. You just want her just because she, well, one, she's a giant chimera. Yeah. And two, she's just kind of OP if you know how to use her right. She
0: always did seem a little good.
1: Yeah, they gave her a perfect balance where her normal moves transform her out of her beast mode, so that balanced out. But a secret boss character who they have to balance out like that, I feel like you could do away with. Yeah.
0: Now, if they were to bring in like a new, a new boss, right, a new big bad boss, what animal do you think they should be to kind of represent that um that that archetype? Because now they can. With this new, you know, this new technology, it can bring a lot more things to life.
1: That's a hard question, honestly, because 4, 4 and Primal Fury, they did some off the wall shit where for the main boss character was a fucking dragon. Was a dragon, and I was like, how in the hell? Now my
0: issue with that character, sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. was that he was just he was a literal dragon.
1: He was a you literal dragon. A
0: literal dragon. Who, who,
1: was, d- who did not take damage yeah. like he wasn't fa- he wasn't phased unless you literally beat the crap out of him for a whole moment and wasted his beast gauge.
0: Like as what they should have done, and this is what I thought as soon as I saw the big giant dragon mm-hmm. was why isn't he a dragon person? Why isn't he not an anthropomorphic dragon? Why is he a literal dragon?
1: Because they made it where like it was a dragon who got sealed into that person. It was a very it was bad storyline for them because okay. there was two of that character. It was him where he had the little girl who transformed into a fox. And that was his regular fighting sound. Then the second version of him was him turning into the dragon. Him into the dragon. Okay. So it was very like weird spin-off. Gotcha. So there was that. And then Primal Fury had the boss character who his beast form was a penguin. <laughs> I but then, yeah, that. his beast form was a penguin. But if you went hyper beast mode, he was a fe- right. a standing phoenix. He was a
0: phoenix, it- which
1: goes to what you were just saying, because instead of, he wasn't a giant phoenix, he was a phoenix like person, right, an
0: anthropomorphic phoenix. And it's funny that it's funny that I forgot about him because, um, what 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 was his name?
1: Um, I don't remember his name because I never owned Primal Fury.
0: Oh, okay. It's funny because that is in our youth. Yeah. That was uh, the Jamaican Shakes main. Which, yeah. Why can't I think of what his name is? Because it was like his name, and then they said it was it was I'm gonna call it Bird Person. It was like Bird Person, <laughs> Bird Person, the Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. But his normal beast drive was, as you said, a the penguin.
1: penguin. So you're like, why is he called the the Phoenix? But a lot of people wrote that off as um the same thing they did with Yuriko because she was um the half beast, but she was a, a cat. Just for sure, a cat. Yeah. Yeah, but. Incidentally, she was a boss character on Bloody Roar 1, and she was a chimera. She was she was pretty much on Uranus, right. but they called her Yuriko.
0: The story of Bloody Roar eludes me. <laughs> yeah. I won't even lie. I'm not fully certain of what everything, every, how everything leads into everyone. I always thought the <laughs> name was cool, a, a zoanthrope. A zoanthro, I always yeah. thought that was really dope. People that could turn into animals. That, uh, entomolo, is it No. Entomology is the thing for names and it it makes sense you know it's zoo and uh anthrope to turn into i -hmm. think is what that means yeah and i always thought that was cool but that is the extent of what i know about the story of bloody roar
1: it's really like it's really arcade driven so each character gets their own story and that's it there's not like a giant story until like the main consistent story was three and four where they add in like the beast marks onto them, which I have Yugo's um, tattooed on me. That's okay. part of my FC um, symbol. And pretty much it was like... It, it introduced hyper beast mode. That's pretty much all it did. And it was like... It meant like if it appeared on you, the character was going to die. Oh. That's pretty much it. But outside of that, it really didn't have like a stable consistency between everybody other than their own self-driven arcade storyline. Okay.
0: Now, thinking about that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how the story is kind of... All over the place and very unclear. Mm-hmm. You think they could do with like a reboot? Oh, yeah. Like the next one would be Bloody Roar, just Bloody Roar. I will. It's just a new reboot, reboot?
1: I will love that. As long as they kept some of the people's stories the same, like because then like Yugo and Bakorius, they're like, you know, Yugo adopts some, Make some of his little brother and stuff. So if they kept stuff like that, I will also love that because Bloody mm-hmm. War 1 was confusing because Bloody mm-hmm. War 1's the future. And all the other games are prequels, so you have Old Man, Bakoryu, and all these other characters. But then the next series, everybody's technically younger, but there's no character connection and stuff, so it was weird how they did that. Wait, Blade uh, War 2 is, uh... Blade War 1 is a... It is, a uh, is pretty much the future, because it has Old Bakoryu. Has the future of the whole game? Pretty much, yeah.
0: What? That's so weird. Yeah,
1: c- because Bloody War 4, they brought back Kokoriu. they brought in Kokoryu who's like the Iron Mole, but he looked the way Bakoriu looks in their first game. It was really weird how they did this. That's so
0: weird. I think the Iron Mole was in Primal Fury.
1: Yeah, Primal Fury was pretty much Bloody War 4, but Bloody for the GameCube. For the GameCube, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. So I think it could do well for it, it would as do, a reboot.
1: It would do great for a reboot. Maybe I, a
0: story mode that's clear. I'm mm-hmm. Not saying it's got to be full cinematic like yeah. Nether Realms, but yeah. it could be you know
1: something. Yeah, I mean Dead or Alive can pull it off, so I'm pretty sure Blade Rourke could.
0: Yeah, it probably could. Because um, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. With there's all these characters and everyone's uh, relationship with each other and and the fact that not a whole lot of people know. Like the characters' backstories, anyway, they can take some liberties without pissing a whole lot of people yeah. off. Like maybe you would be a little pissed if they they took away like the relationship between Yugo and Bukuri. Yeah, I'd like, be a little upset. Maybe they're just but... friends and not like bro, like adopted brothers and stuff, or yeah. or or the one I always liked was the relationship between Busuzima and Stun. Stun, yeah. Yeah, I always thought that was very, very crazy, and I really like that how Busuzima is a scientist who turns to a chameleon,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who. You know, the experiments on Stun, who turns to an insect, but now he looks all crazy. Yeah. So he kind of looks like he's always an insect form. almost. Like um, a
1: mummified mom insect, yeah. Yeah,
0: mummified pro-wrestling insect. Don't forget that.
1: Which is funny about Stun, because I didn't realize how good of a grappler character he was until the one time you picked him up and used him against me and got the feel for it. I was like, did not know Stun could do half this shit because the computer does not use him (laughs)
0: like this. Well, the computer just in all fighting games I know they're very bad with grapplers they do not Mm -hmm. use the moves they should be Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: that's just me though unless you're playing like freaking Mortal Kombat or something where the AI goes off the chain
0: yeah that's that's kind of true sometimes when they decide they when the computer decides it wants to beat you it's going to beat you it's going to beat you yeah Yeah, it's like alright fight's over you lose Mm -hmm. you'll never hit me again Um, and the The thing I noticed was I don't know if this is for Bloody Roar Two. Um, it's it's still a little hazy for me, mm-hmm. uh, but the the um, Bloody Roar series the endings were always like animated. They had like the whole anime cutscenes
1: yeah, and things did, like that. Yeah, they would do like still pictures, and you read through those, and then some of them would have like quick cutscenes, but they'd be really quick. Really quick. Yeah. Okay. But what, just the still pictures were good
0: too. Would you want like just fully drawn animation for? Kind of, kind of like a. How do I say? Kind of like how, I guess Guilty Gear is where they look like they're drawn, like but they're actually
1: three D models. Yeah, like Guilty Gear and um, Blaze Blue does it a little bit too. But yeah, I wouldn't mind. It doesn't have to be like interactive, like me watching it. Okay. I could I could do either or like have it where they show the character and then you just scroll through the read, or you could do it like because Guilty Gear did an amazing job on how they did their story mode. It was like watching a movie. Yeah, it was. Like, I, it blew my mind away, so, but in Blade Wars case, you could do either or. Okay,
0: and I like the way uh, you brought up Guilty Gear, because the way Guilty Gear did his arcades was, yeah. everyone's arcade was a prequel to the main story. Yeah. So it wasn't just, like, some weird offshoot, kind of how, uh uh kinda how, uh kind of how like, Netherrealm does, where mm-hmm. you have your main story, where there's a beginning, middle, and end, and then everyone's arcade is, like kind of like a offshoot of that story yeah or oh, what if this character won or if that character yeah won. pretty much uh, you think that's how you'd want the story mode to be in that game yeah
1: I could see it definitely doing that
0: okay well, that's always interesting
1: yeah I would love to see what direction if someone were to redo it what direction they went with
0: yeah yeah What? The, just the way they design it which characters they choose how they balance out the, the, the human to animals
1: oh my god that would be so great
0: because there are some characters in that game whose animal modes are way better than their human modes, oh, yeah. and how are some characters whose human modes are, modes are better than their their animals.
1: Yeah, honestly,
0: then I feel like that'll be a great source of balance and discussions. Like, mm. oh, whose animal modes? Especially are
1: better. since Bully unique. But so many games are starting to get acquired to using that double health gauge now, like Killer Instinct and games like that, where you have two health gauges. Yeah. Uh, it's possible now. You can definitely do it. It's just the only difference is play where it's a switch between the gauges.
0: Yeah, it could. they could do something like that, where the animal form has its own health bar. Yeah. Or, so or something like
1: that. They this, could, could definitely. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many possibilities with this game. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're kind of kind of
1: rambling at this God, point. God, I'm drooling at the mouth. God. It's very exciting. So
0: perhaps before you drool all over the table... We should move on to the next topic at hand.
1: All right, I'm, I'm with it.
0: Okay. Because <laughs> he's salivating. Um, the one thing I would, if someone were to tell me, hey, Mick described describe Banzai Wolf Burger, I'd be like, he's dope as all hell, and he oh, loves anime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, you're like the biggest anime lover, or otaku, I don't know if that's like a derogatory term or
1: whatever. Yeah, it's it's what it is. But yeah love anime it's pretty much my life at this point
0: yeah you're always watching you're always posting stuff oh this anime was great this one's that and on the food chain channel you have f- quite a few trailer reactions to new animes coming yeah,
1: out yeah I'm trying to do trailer reactions I'm trying to make my own reaction show to anime mm-hmm. like I lo- you have
0: a couple episodes of that out
1: yeah I have one of that so far and that was like the like the um, what, what I I say the practice run gotcha before I get things in motion
0: it's good because anime is kind of taken over the world now.
1: Yeah, within like the last four years, it's definitely more mainstream now compared to like back in my school days, it was like fucking, fucking weirdo watching that stupid Japanese porn shit. I'm like, and <laughs> hmm, you got some weird... Well, Naruto running down the hallways in peace and fuck you.
0: Right? Get Naruto run away from your problems. Yeah, now
1: if you see someone Naruto run, everybody's like, hey! hey. Or that
0: Naruto run with you. It's, yeah, exactly. It's to that point where it's kind of... I don't want to say it's cold to like anime because... No. Not saying it's uncool, but yeah. no one's
1: It's definitely you know, it's more accepted now. Yeah. And that's yeah. definitely it's definitely gets brought back brought up in the anime community a lot now that within like the last four or five years it's definitely become more mainstream, more accepted now.
0: And that's good. That's very yeah. that's that's great that now you can enjoy this kind of out in the open. You don't have to mm-hmm. go home and like look out your windows, you know, pull down your blinds mm-hmm. so, so you can turn on Dragon Ball Z or yeah. Yu Haka
1: Show or something. And now you don't have to like go on illegal websites just to watch anime. Like if you didn't have Tanami, you're just watching using illegal sites that were probably going to give you a virus just to watch these animes
0: right they would give you a virus they were like fan dubbed yeah so you didn't even know if what yeah. they were saying they were like, was true yeah
1: it was horrible
0: and so you had a, a lot of sketchy methods to watch stuff but now
1: we got crunch Ro- The case yeah we got Crunchyroll and funimation now which i prefer using those over top of like sites like kiss anime and stuff because it pumps money into um the anime community in america which helps us get more anime, more opportunity for it down here in the States, which we definitely need more of.
0: Right? The more anime, the better. The more variety. Yeah. The
1: better. Other than live action. Stop it. Other than live action. Stop I mean,
0: doing live action. Just, yeah. just stop it. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. No one's asking for it. Yeah. Like, who's going yeah. say, I want a live action version of this, that, and the other? No one in their right minds.
1: Unless they do good with the Space Cowboy Bebop one. That Dude, That's going to be the game changer. They
0: could do that, but they have to go... All out. Yeah, they can't take these dumbass shortcuts, mm-hmm. and they gotta get a good cast. Yeah, because Spike Spiegel, he doesn't have to be Asian, so they don't yeah. have to put a weird wig on somebody.
1: But at least make sure they know martial arts. Of course, yeah. Don't make them look lame. We go on and on about that. though. Yeah, we can
0: go on and on, <laughs> about that. but I bring up anime. Um, uh, I bring up anime for a reason, and this is um, this is a grape I've always had. Anyone who like knows me, this is something that always bothers me when it comes to anime and. And their relationship to um, fighting games. Mm-hmm. We have a few good anime fighting games. Um, fight uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z Fighters is mm-hmm. the newest one. Mm-hmm. That's the one, you know, it's the most famous one. It's been in EVO, you know, it's all over the world. Yeah. And um, you just told me right before we started recording, like 10 minutes before we started recording, about the Jiu Show game about the Dark Tournament. That's yeah. a traditional fighter, and that's really good. And there's a few other ones. Uh, There's there's that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game that was pretty good. Pretty It was decent. Um, It had some kinks, but you know, whatever. It was fun. And there's a few other um, examples that I'm probably not thinking of
1: right now. I can tell what the main one you're thinking about is. Um, What what was that? It looks like you're all... Because everything bases off of one of the main fight in anime games. The Naruto ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. The Naruto ones. Um, yeah, but I played a lot of the Naruto ones. Yeah. Um.
1: Great. They, did, they do a great job with their fighting games. Yeah, yeah, those
0: fighting games are good, but they're not, like, they're not traditional fighting mm-hmm. games. And this is where, this is where my gripe comes in, where anime games, they tend to get lumped into what's, you know, technically called, an, like, an arena fighter. Mm-hmm. an arena fighter. They put you in an arena, you run around, you do moves, you throw moves at each other. Exactly. And that's fine. Right? That's fine for what it is. It's an arena it's an arena fighting game, mm-hmm. but my question to you, to you is, why is it about ninety five percent of the time, when an anime is adapted into a fighting game, it is, in this arena fighting format? This what I call the Naruto Ninja Storm format. Yeah. Why do you think that's how they decide? That's a, that's how they're going to do it.
1: Honestly, I have to blame CyberConnect for it, and CyberConnect is the people who did the Naruto. Ninja Storm games because there's other arena games that definitely came out before Naruto like like you said JoJo was out before and then we also had games like
0: sorry to cut you off JoJo's Bizarre Adventure had a fighting game that was fantastic by yeah. Capcom yes go on. I'm sorry I'm
1: yeah sorry. we had the JoJo game then we had like games like J-Star and stuff so we had those games but I feel like CyberConnect really cracked the code on arena fighting style games and it was like damn that flowed perfectly for this anime fighting game and i feel like now everybody wants that same level of cracking the code because they feel like that works the best and i feel like because not they don't not everybody wants an anime game to be 2D they you want that full and like what's the word inversion like of, of becoming that character using them being part of the story that you want that 3D mode so it's like the arena battle works the best for that
0: you say it works the best for conveying like kind of how that character would move
1: yeah how the character would move how that character would fight using their moves you get to see all the animation like like for instance when you see naruto use a rasengan you're you're going to want to see that on ninja storm versus just nin- like the original 2d fight in naruto games you want to be able to see the full arena you want to see how it's going to explode everything like that it ju- it just gives you a different perspective than a standard two D fighting game. Okay,
0: kind, of, kind of, and that's why they would kind of put it in an arena, mm-hmm. especially in games with characters like Naruto. They're they're ninjas. They're very mobile. Exactly, right? they wouldn't really confine themselves to a you know a one v one plane like that. Yeah, when most of the time they're not fighting one v one anyway. Yeah,
1: but then it, for games like Naruto, it works with one v ones for N team. Whereas far as other anime games, yeah, sometimes it's not going to work every time, and mm. it, I can't, I can't understand where you get your gripe from because even like button layout, it feels like they're just copying and pasting from Ninja Storm.
0: Yeah, it's all. it all feels like it's just kind of all the same games,
1: but mm-hmm. with different skins. Yeah, exactly. Like even in the case of most recently Jump Force, like mm-hmm. it's different from Ninja Storm, but you still have that similarity. Yeah, it's
0: kind, of, it's kind of the same. It's
1: kind of the same. And I think it's just because it's what works best. I think our arena style game is just what works best for anime fighting games.
0: No... Do you think there's kind of an outcry for a another anime series not none in real particular what I'm talking about to be turned into a fighter akin, akin to Dragon Ball Z Fighters that's hand, like handcrafted very tech not very not super technical but mm-hmm. but made from the ground up as a fighting game as opposed to an arena fighter?
1: you could there's so many choices that you could do that with so it's hard to choose just one. And we never know what Japan's were going like. There's a ton of Japanese games that we know nothing about. That's true, that are yeah. doing great. Like I remember, I went to a con one time, and there's like straight up like 2D fighting anime games with different anime characters from different animes. I was like, where what is this? Oh yeah, there is that. And one. then you have like the mobile suit Gundam games where you get into a cockpit and you're playing a shooter game against another Gundam. There
0: was a fighting game with Gundams too. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's exactly.
1: just completely 3D immersive. You can fly anywhere. You have to use your targeting system to find your opponents though. Okay. Like. But as far as like a fighting game, it's so hard. Like, like off the top of my head, the first things that come off to my mind is like I wouldn't mind seeing like a fairy tale fighting game, or okay. I remember back in the day I wanted a Enuyasha yasha fighting game or something like that. That'd be
0: pretty cool. I think what the the reason why there's always a bit of. Um at least in a fighting game community that i follow. Mm-hmm. right? that's that's the one i'm 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 a part of. Maybe the anime community feels different. Mm-hmm. But as far as a fighting game community, whenever we see like an announcement of a game of an anime being turned into a fighter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's always that spark of excitement. Yes. It's like say you're Fairy I don't watch Fairy Tale, but yeah. say Fairy Tale turned into a fighting game. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, a Fairy Tale fighting game. We got our our Natsu's, we got our I shouldn't have started this list. That's all I know.
1: Grey, Urza. Er, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have our, you know, our our favorite characters and our gears start to turn. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, how, what, 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 what moves are they going to have? How are they going to adapt it? Is mm-hmm. it going to be a 3D fighter, a 2D fighter? What company's got the reins on it? Mm-hmm. Um uh, um, how how's it gonna how's it gonna play? Yeah, uh, honestly, who's gonna be the best? What characters gonna choose? What kind of music and stages? And then you know, there's always then there's always it's an arena fighter. Yeah, at the end and uh, it kind of comes crashing down because mm-hmm. now you know what the game is. You have it totally pictured in your head, mm-hmm. and that's always what comes out.
1: It really depends on the game, like it, and it really um, depends on like how the play style of the game is because. Anime games that aren't two D are usually fast paced games. So let's let's say like the Naruto game wasn't arena style. Okay. Think of it more of like a kind of three D ish game, like Virtual Fighter was. Okay, could you imagine how awkward and stiff that would feel at some point because of how fast paced anime games are compared to like Virtual Fighter and Tekken? It would feel a little weird.
0: Okay, you do pose an interesting point.
1: So I think the arena style games are just support the fast paced over the top special moves of anime style games because animates are fucking.
0: They can be over the top sometimes. They're
1: over the top OP moves whatsoever. You need a style that supports that, and I guess arena style games out and two D ones just supported the best.
0: All right. I suppose. Um. I guess what you're getting at is the, the the traditional fighting game system just is too constraining yeah. for. Yeah. To, to hold the entire scope of the anime in, in question yeah, like exactly. Dragon Ball Z or Fairy Tale, um, but then then it brings into question games and this is like the one I really want, uh, as far as modern uh, anime goes. I wanted to see uh, the My Hero Academia uh, franchise turned into a traditional fighting game because I feel like that is a small enough scope mm-hmm. to turn it into a, a you know a refined fighting game. Yeah, and there's a a broad enough. Playstyle style they could make out of it
1: and that's the crazy part because the my hero is a perfect example because they didn't go the original like the textbook arena style yeah they did right. they made it their own in a way and i would give them that but it's still like stiff and wonky on some ways and they, they just there's something there that they just need to fix i can't really i can't even explain what it needs but it just needs something but for what it what it's worth it's a good game yeah
0: and i've gone on record and saying i think uh, the My Hero um, Arena Fighter is the best Arena Fighter. Like, out of the ones that came out recently. You know, yeah. every Ninja Storm's that. I feel like that's a different time. Mm-hmm. The ones that have the slew that we've gotten, I feel like that's the one that's done it the best. Because, yeah. you're you, like you said, they did something different. Mm-hmm. They, something. And it, it is it's missing something.
1: It's just missing something. I can't even put my words on it, but it's I missing know what something. it is.
0: You know what it's missing? What is it missing? An English dub. Oh my god, damn. English dub. <laughs> I hate that so much. That's What is missing, which is why
1: we need to keep supporting the anime community so we yeah. can get that
0: so we can get the My Hero Once Justice 2 oh my God. anime, oh, uh, anime dubbed, English dubbed.
1: That would be amazing. And thinking about that, it kind of brings me back when you was just talk- when you first brought up this um question of like, how do you what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see like the release for these anime games and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And it's funny enough. It's the animate the graphics itself for the game is why you judge the hardest on the game. Like before, right. I, even before you see gameplay, like when I saw the My Hero game, I judged it first because it looked ugly at first. Yeah. It looked very stiff. It looked ugly. Um, recently, like you and me were talking about, it, like one or two days ago, they released that they're coming out with the One Punch Man game. That's right. And all of animation alone, I'm like ill. Like, it look, It looks like it should be a PS2 game.
0: It looks. It looks kind of.
1: Yeah, and i based off the My Hero game, because they improved that. Like, My Hero looks so stiff at first, but as they kept working on it, it got better. So they can do that One Punch Man. I can get more excited for that, but just for right now, I'm just like, "Uh, I don't even want to think about that game right now.
0: Well, I think my issue with The One Punch Man, and I think it's my, you know, maybe stem for you Mm too and many others, is it's just another run of the mill thing. Mm -hmm. We've seen it, like, from the gameplay, we've seen this before. Mm -hmm. We've seen this many times
1: and I think that's the problem with anime games in general it feels like they're just too basic
0: basic yeah, yeah. there's no depth to them
1: like the My Hero game they did a good job Jump Force had out, any anime game that's come out within like the last four ga- four years let's say Jump Force had the most potential to like break that mold uh, but it it failed it failed it, it failed horribly heavily it, it, now uh, I can't I can't even go into that <laughs> Like, <laughs> as, as for, for
0: another time
1: for because as far as right now the only other game that breaks the mold for anime games outside of the Naruto games mm-hmm. are the Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi Budokai Xenoverse games Oh yeah, yeah they, right. did, they did a great job especially with Xenoverse that is not an arena game that is a free roam around fight your opponent fi- anime fighting game right. and you can create characters they broke the code when they did that so that's why anytime regardless if you're an anime nerd or not if you see a Dragon Ball Z game Get announced, you're going to get all get automatically excited. I don't even need to see the graphics or anything. The second they announce Dragon Ball Z, I'm like, yeah, let's see what let's see what you guys are about to bring. That's
0: because they they have a pretty good track record. Like, they do Dragon Ball Z, They've I can't in the Tenkaichi games. Too. I can't
1: think of a Dragon Ball Z game I've hated or been like, oh, that's stupid. Right,
0: they've either been average, maybe below average, or
1: great. They yeah, it's either they have just been their same level of stuff that they've already gone, or they've stepped up the game one step further. It's always that for the Dragon Ball Z games. I can't include the One Piece games or nothing like that because, again, they took, took for the Naruto games. Right, it's just they, like D- Storm but with Luffy. In. Yeah, they just... It's CyberConnect who does them too, so yeah, they just took off Naruto through Luffy. In.
0: Which is also disappointing because um, you know me, I don't like One Piece. Mm-hmm. I actively don't like One Piece.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but One Piece would lend itself to uh, like a traditional fighter because yeah. you know, unlike... Well, Dragon Ball is traditional fight, but unlike say like Fairy Tail or, or Naruto, it is relatively small small scale. Mm-hmm. You have some characters that you know are good with the kicks, like um, Sanji. Like Sanji, you know you have your 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 Luffy who does like the stretch punches, but he has other he has other stuff. Yeah. no one's doing like world ending attacks. No one's like like a Genjutsu master, so it's kind of yeah. hard to put their power into like a traditional fighting game. Yeah, everyone's like pretty. I don't call them straightforward. They yeah. have depth to like their powers and characters. Yeah. That's why I think, I, I, I'm starting to feel like when I saw the One Piece, um, the One Piece game. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like they're doing these arena fighters, um, because it's easy.
1: I mean, it's, you're absolutely right. It's not. It's not even a fact that, it's not just only easy. It's just for right now it's the best option for the anime games the until they can fi- break the mold and find something else that works better like Jump Force had the potential to be that but it just failed like it just we was hoping it would be a better J-Star yeah. arena game that just blew our minds we could play for hours but it just kept that same arena style and they they got lazy with the characters and the rest of the game Now, we might see something different because now that we got the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game coming out, we don't know too much about that game. That could break the mold once again. But until we have that, we just... You have to fall in that arena. It's either do a 2D fighting game or do the arena style. do the arena
0: style. Mm -hmm. My, My prediction is if this Dragon Ball Z Kakarot like RPG adventure game does well mm-hmm. if it's super dope if it's amazing you know like the best Dragon Ball Z game since Fighters or whatever mm-hmm. I feel like then we won't see as many arena fighters because they won't be focused on putting those characters into like fighting they'll be they'll want to make you know the RPG adventure games mm-hmm. cuz i feel like they, they put these characters in, like, arena fighters and stuff like that because they want to, like, show off, like, the characters. Like, mm-hmm. this is what the characters look like, like, in a fight with each other. Yeah. But that's, and that's kind of the only, um... It's the only way we get anime fighting games, yeah, really.
1: because honestly. Because
0: what are the other animes that are coming out with just games? Just games in general.
1: I can't think about it. It's Dragon in our of course. One Piece is probably going to get another one but other than that just and then there's the Kill a Kill game that I mentioned earlier. Oh yeah there
0: was the Kill a Kill We haven't even talked on that. Yeah.
1: And it's still in development but Arxis is taking the wheel behind that and they're usually a traditional 2D style game but there's like 3D in that game so maybe Arxis will be the people who break the mold and come out with like a new way for us to play and stuff.
0: I would really that would make my day
1: exactly and you know I me. Mean?
0: i don't even i don't know kill a kill mm-hmm. but if that ended up being the game mm-hmm. that set these anime games on track to being like if that's the if that's the format
1: mm-hmm.
0: like this this semi 2d 3d pokin type of format mm-hmm. and that's the optimal way to do these fighting games and and it's it works and it's and it's it's balanced it's got balance it's got technical stuff it, it has, like, depth. You can dig into it. You can be good. It's not random. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how it is. And it works. And we can have a lot of fun, like, you and I going back and forth. And we don't get mad because, oh, this random thing happened. Or, oh, that's weird. And why does that? Yeah. Then I'm on board with it. Yeah. Because the thing that upsets me is that there's so much potential with even animes I don't know. I just see them. I hear you talk about them. Mm-hmm. like, that would make for a great fighting game. And here's how it could be done. And then they make it. As an arena fighter, mm-hmm. but if this kill a kill game you're talking about is good, and on this other hand, is like really good and is really balanced and fun and great and all that, mm-hmm. then I feel like that could put it on the right track. I don't know what you think.
1: I think it could because let's let's take for example like me and Jamaican Shake um, been watching like the Trailsworth game. Jamaican Shake just start wa- just start getting to kill a kill like he watched the whole series likes and stuff now, okay. but. um, even he said he would play this game which is surprising because he doesn't like the show enough to like like oh man i can't wait to buy this game but because how is how interesting it looks and the story mode itself is from the point of view of the villain rather than going through the main character it's an interesting style it's different like stuff like that it like like what you're saying it breaks the mode it makes you want to at least try to see what it's like so yeah if we can just get get people to keep doing that I can see what the future being bright for anime games. I hope
0: so, cause there's so many great stories oh, yeah. that they can adapt into single player games, multiplayer games, all kinds of games. And the fact that we're not tapping into it yet, cause we don't, I guess, know how to, mm-hmm. it's kind of a travesty. Yeah. Especially when in the past we have all kinds of anime games that were in all kinds of different formats. Yeah, like we can just do it now. We got better technology.
1: And maybe we, maybe we start coming out with just not only fighting games for anime games. Like, if I was supposed to pitch something to you, like. You watch the show um terraformers right yeah with the bugs and stuff yeah, yeah. imagine like a resident evil style game but based around terraformers like you run running around you're shooting the bugs stuff like that collecting items blah 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 would you play that i would play that like, so that, see like there's potential for anime games to come out more it's just for right now everybody just focuses on the fighting games right and it's just because anime most liked animes are like the fight, fighting MASHMO Dragon Ball Z style anyway so I can see where that's coming from that makes a lot of sense
0: that makes a lot of sense actually <laughs> <laughs> that makes too much sense for it to be okay um but but on the other hand what series would you want to see adapted
1: into a fighting game
0: at first it was into a fighting game but now I just want to I just want to hear your opinion on just into any game but if you want to mm-hmm. stick to the fighting game because that's the question I sent you yeah,
1: yeah let me think of something, think something that hasn't been it. done because the I will say it's going into the mode again the worst part about anime games if they're not fighting games they're the hack and slash um, games like Genji and oh, sometimes okay. that does not translate well to everything no, no like, I remember really. they did the Black Clover game and that looked absolutely shitty they did the 7 Deadly Sins game yeah that wasn't good oh, actually I would love a good 7 Deadly Sins game that would be amazing to play because they're just such lovable characters and they would have like such different abilities and stuff to use that would be great as a non-long um, player versus player fighting game. Like a single player. Yeah, single player like a adventure a game mode game. Co-op maybe. Yeah. Oh my god! If you could have a Seven Deadly Sins game, and then you could pick each character and have up to like a seven mode, seven man oh, co-op. Oh my goodness! Like even people who don't play Seven like Seven Deadly Sins, the anime be like, okay, well, I'm going to play a co-op game. I would that. hop into. I
0: would hop into
1: it. Exactly so. I could see that being a good thing. Uh, fighting game. I'm trying to think of a good anime that would love a fighting game. Oh shit! We were just talking. Baki would be a great game. That would be fantastic. That would be a, <laughs> fighting be a great fighting game if they did it right.
0: They would have to really do it right because that's a really martial arts heavy. Mm-hmm. They couldn't turn it into an arena fighter because yeah. just wouldn't translate. it would have to be
1: like a Street Fighter game. It would have
0: to be like a Street Fighter game. It's got it's not simple, but the base buttons mm-hmm. you know you have your basic commands and, and stuff like that like because it's not flashy it's not a flashy show yeah
1: so if it, if we took like non-overpowered characters and even though they're overpowered overpower, most humans but yeah, yeah, like, their
0: world, they're
1: if i had to think of a non-overpowered game that shouldn't be op uh arena i didn't mean to say op arena i would go with baki that would be a great show okay and game to play
0: but they have a no it's it's genuine martial arts mm-hmm. they have a their characters are over the top, but yeah. it's still grounded in, you know, said martial arts. And there's a lot of different styles. They, they tap into a lot of different things.
1: And then I can see shows like Dororo, which was a really good anime uh, samurai show, and that new show Demon Slayer that's okay. been going around. Give us some more um, good samurai games. Samurai ninja games. I haven't heard that many games Sekiro's actually killing it right now but that's not based off of anime or stuff So, but if you translate like an anime game into like Sekiro and stuff that would be amazing that would be they would what have I say, to put time and effort into it because outside though. Sekiro the main games you got were like freaking um Ninja Gaiden and stuff
0: yeah and that's just pure hack and slash yeah
1: ah oh, there's so many potential for so many of these games
0: but that goes into the question if they're willing to put in the effort, mm-hmm. the money, and the effort and the yeah, exactly. And like stuff.
1: I can't think of a specific anime, but imagine like a, a anime game, but it was like critique down to the wire and stuff, like like a game like Yakuza.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That
1: would be amazing to have that level of like detail detail into an anime game. Like you could do all this stuff. You could do all these side mission stuff. Or
0: you could feel the love. You know? Exactly. They didn't, they didn't release this game as a cash grad, they they really wanted us to experience this world, this, these characters. And that
1: would go into like more like non fighter but slice of life style anime. Okay. Like like a like a Yakuza style game, I would choose the anime Dorora because that show's just based around so many characters living their life and they eventually convolute to each other and then you just go from there. That like that would be a good translation of a game. Okay, that's nice.
0: That's that's very um I don't know much about the show, but it mm-hmm. seems like just because you're comparing to Yakuza, you know you have a lot of downtime to do all these side missions, and then yeah. once it the actually is going, it gets going. Yeah. You know? And there's action in between things. Yeah,
1: and then you know can those. build your characters up. You can live their life, do their jobs. Like in Yakuza, you can do do jobs and freaking do karaoke and stuff like that. Oh, that's silly. Like, oh, that's
0: silly stuff. Oh,
1: that it'll, but it's such an immersive game. You can have fun playing it forever. Like those are the type of games that you you just wouldn't mind buying the stupidest DLC for. <laughs> like, oh man, a panther suit. Yeah, definitely getting that. Let's
0: Let's do all of this shit, but in a panther suit.
1: Exactly. Instead. Like, uh, games like that, but with anime characters, would be great too.
0: I think we have, I think sometimes they just forget, you know, just have fun with it. Yeah,
1: like, it, everything in anime isn't just fighting. Yeah, there's it's definitely different genres that they never they never even tap into really. Yeah, exactly. It's always
0: like the same, like, Big Ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of other popular animes that just aren't on, like, the mainstream stuff.
1: Like, a comedy go kill. Oh you hate
0: it I guess a game where I could play Serio Ubiquitous you could play
1: Serio Ubiquitous and have a fighting game like that see it starts all bad but then you're like that would be kind of cool I guess if
0: we started if if we got into a comic and kill I'd be here all day long (laughs) I'd be here all day long but unfortunately we do not have the time for me to get into maybe next time we'll get into that
1: kind of stuff more anime deep dives next time
0: (laughs) um okay so you're you're big on on anime Mm hmm Oh, uh, we talk about all these fighting games. Hell yeah, uh, like Bloody Roar and things like that. Jizzle. And and heading back to to fighting games for a second. I know we never really left it, but mm-hmm. heading back into fighting games proper, mm-hmm. um, a staple of yours, and it's actually on the back of the shirt you're wearing right now. It's is, my it's my slogan. It's slogan. You're the master of air and speed combat, right? I get yes. that order speed right? And,
1: speed and air combat.
0: Speed and air combat. I'm sorry, I got it mixed up. I know I would too. Uh, master of speed and air combat. Mm-hmm when did you decide or fall into when did you decide that that's your thing like you you love to be in the air you love running around you love rushing all that stuff you love jumping around and being in the skies when did you decide like that's who you are as a
1: fighter i want to say 2d fighting games got me more into that 2d fighting games yeah Like, I really didn't have a character like, like, when I was younger, I didn't have that experience that much. Like, when playing Street Fighter and stuff, because I was more of a Ryu and Ken user back then. Okay. But the more you start playing games like Guilty Gear and Blue, and stuff like that, Marvel vs. Capcom, you definitely find a certain character archetype that fits you. And I'm definitely not a power character, because power characters, you have to, like, get a lot of combos and have a certain combo that you know you can execute to take an opponent out. And I'm not I've never been the best at doing combo moves with characters. I have these big freaking thumbs and <laughs> they don't allow me to do combos. And I'm not a grappler character. I don't you're a grappler, so mm. I'm not a person who wants to think three moves ahead and like like alright, how's my opponent gonna move for me to pop this big move off and make them not wanna do that and then pop off the next move that just shuts them down. I, that's not my playstyle. My playstyle is just quick hits, I wanna keep making your health go down as much as I can. And be have the ability to dodge perfectly. I don't need to have combos when I do this because if the second I'm in your face, I'm going to get my quick hits. I'm out of there, or I'm going to overwhelm you so badly with the speed that you're just going to give up. So it's kind of like a like a hit and run type of style. Exactly, like, like you
0: you get in there and then you get out there and you just yeah. frustrate the hell out yeah, of yeah.
1: It's a hit and run until it overpowers you. Then it's a hack and slash. Oh man! And then the air just came from. Just people. Some people are just perfect at doing gar- guarding, guard, guarding, guarding from high to low. Right, good defense. Guarding defense, um, mix-ups and everything. I feel like I do better at dodging the air, f- better than that, because there's certain games where you can just jump in the air, move backwards, forward, jump down when you need to. Yeah, and I'm just really good at that.
0: It's always kind of been in your thing stay in the air because mm-hmm. there's a lot less options in the air for your opponent to do you know they yeah. have to hit you an anti-air or and which is what I imagine you would want them to do they'll jump after you
1: and, and try then, to do an attack
0: yeah and then you're yeah. four steps ahead of them at that yeah, point yeah
1: at that point I'm like I already know what move I'm going to do in the air because being a master of speed and air combat which I call myself um, I usually have my characters usually have moves that are perfect in the air that you can combo off in the air so I know if I catch you with this move it's going boom it's gonna start destroying you. I get you back down to the ground. I can start hitting you with the quick hits again. It's like a constant rotation of possibilities for me, rather than having to re- um, rely on one combo or one power move that's going to keep it going and lock a person out in the corner.
0: And I, I'd imagine, a um, kind of a plus to that kind of style is, you dictate the flow of the match yes you don't wait for your opponent to move you make
1: them move exactly and that's when you're at your strongest exactly um and you can definitely move um someone around the board if you play them right um also defense wise um, um speed and air characters can dodge better so it's just protains to, it um helps me out more what else I say? They also do less damage than most characters, so you can never get that gripe of oh you're using an OP as hell character. Like the best, the worst I'll ever get with a character on my playstyle is they have an, an incredible special.
0: Sometimes they do. Yeah,
1: like when I think about my playstyle, there's two characters who always pop to my head immediately because I fell in love with them, and that's Noel Vermillion from Blaze Blue. Mm-hmm. So to say, goddamn, she she is my embodiment of a character for a two D game. And X-23 from Marvel vs. 3. X-23. Oh my god, she shins shivers up yeah, my spine anytime a, I use her. She's all
0: over the, she's board, all over the
1: place, one. she's quick hitting, and she has that level 2 special where if you catch it off, you pretty much kill the person.
0: Now, is that the one where she kind of just like disappears?
1: Yeah, when she goes invisible, and then if you happen to hit the button right at the same time, your opponent doesn't dodge anything, she just takes off all the energy. I have
0: no, I still have no real idea how that move works.
1: It literally is is you go invisible. You can still attack and everything in that move, but then you can hit a button for the actual execution to happen, and pretty much did like 45 50% health. Oh, okay. And then if you X factor it, it it was going to kill you if you were, uh, no. If you if you had more than seventy health, you're good. But if you had less than seventy health, you're dead.
0: Well, your Noel is infamous in the group. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't remember the last time I've actually defeated your Noel. Certainly not, you know, in recent memory. Um, whether it be in Blaze Blue or 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 cross tag battles, a yeah. Blaze Blue cross tag battle. Yeah, it's Blaze Blue cross whether tag it's battle. Blaze Blue. Um, central fiction or cross tech battle mm-hmm. and especially not in Chrono Phantasma. Mm-hmm. um i've i've always struggled against your noel and it's always because you're you know either you know dashing all over the place or you she has like a lot of high low mix-ups and mm-hmm. she's really fast mm-hmm. She does not hit too hard and she's got i think lower health than everybody else yeah if i remember correctly And
1: blaze is a perfect example because there's like different kinds of speed characters like you have, struggle with my um, Noel, but then I also use characters like Tal Kaka, who are definitely super fast all over the place, but it's a different feel.
0: And Tal is also one of those characters that's, you know, super mobile. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't hit very hard, and yeah. she's got low health, too. Yeah, she
1: has. it's just Noel has, like, a different, like, fluid motion to her. Okay. And it's what really makes it up. Now,
0: what made you start using uh, Noel? So she seems like she has, like, a very special place in your heart.
1: Honestly, I used her because, um... Pekin Swirl was like, I feel like you will like her because oh, I because so was my main at first, and I was like, I really want another character, and he's like, try her. He was like, try Noella. I feel like you will like her, and um, I used her. And I was like, okay, I've seen her, and then I used her Drive, and then after I used her Drive, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely my character. Oh, well, it
0: was all over, huh?
1: Mm-hmm. She she she's perfect in the air. She has an air special. She's perfect on the ground. She has combos that she can use to escape and or pressure the care the opponent. And I love my Noel just because most people are like, uh, here comes Noel, he's just gonna spam that the, the drive the drive the entire right. time.
0: Now do you mind explaining what the drive does for the people who might not So
1: be on Bla- on Blaze Blue, the drives are each character's special ability. So let's say Ragnar, he can you make his black onslaught move come out, Jin, he can use ice moves, projectiles, stuff like that. Noelle's is pretty much like a combo string. Like it's a it's like five different types of moves. Like she names them type one, type two, type three, type four, and type five. Um and they all just do a different type of move and they can all just chain link with each other. So you can choose whether you want those once you start it off with hit next, you can choose if you wanted to be a straightforward move. You can choose if you want to be straightforward into a, a mix-up download. You can choose if you wanted to be freaking straightforward down low and then i don't know where a jump and attack that goes overhead she just has so many different types of different moves you can do there's so many it's almost like there's infinite possibilities on what you can pull off with her as long as you know everything and that and that's what really got me with her because she's a speed and air combo girt woman and she has that combo string there's just an infinite possibility what you can do with her so
0: it's kind of like she was built from the ground up for you. Like if, for your hands and for and for your playstyle.
1: Exactly. Like she's definitely my, like my favorite. Her and X twenty three, they just boom. They're they're perfect. Love, they're perfect. They're like right after you go in my um, list of favorite fighting game characters to use. Really? So it
0: goes Yugo and then Noel and X twenty three, yeah. That's impressive. And that's hardless to get on. Yeah,
1: and that's funny because most of the, the characters I use on 2D fighting game characters are the beast style users because they're, de- they're my playstyle. It's right. not even just because I love wolves. It's just if you see a character with claws, they're most likely going to be a very fast, ferocious character.
0: Right. And you're a very ferocious uh, uh, Misfortune player in Skullgirls as well. I mean, you also use Cerebella. Yeah. Who kind of goes against your...
1: She like is, she's she's, she's, she's the exception on my fighting game. Like I never thought I would use a grappling character in my life until right. I use Cerebella.
0: Well, she she can also she also moves pretty well. Yeah, she can she has she can dash back she, and forth. She has
1: the flying move, which keeps her in the air. So she plays with my. She's the only person who plays like my fighting style, but has a big oomph with her. Right.
0: She she hits hard, but moves gracefully. Exactly. Um, but the misfortune, she she matches exactly pretty much. Yeah. Like if someone were to see, they'll be like, he's a misfortune player.
1: Yeah. And that's when you get him. like psych bitch. I'm a Serapella yeah. player. And I also play with, um, Philia too. It's the same thing with Noel and. Um, um, and Tal Kaka they're two different kinds of speed players gotcha like Misfortune would definitely be my main speed user but if, um, Philia brings that speed and grace with her that I can definitely get behind too
0: gotcha and, and Philia's the um she's like the protagonist of the Skullgirls quote unquote yeah. quote protagonist she doesn't do much yeah. in the story but, um, but yeah. she's so she's I don't want to call her basic, but she's got yeah. like her. She's got her uppercuts and yeah. her like projectiles, and yeah. And
1: then she has like she. I love her because she has mid air moves. Like she can do her moves down low, but then she can jump out and do like the buzzsaw move and stuff like that. Like she, she just has a great range with what she can do. All right, she's
0: got a, a pretty good toolkit. Yeah, she has an answer for every situation.
1: So, but yeah, back to your main question. It just feels like speed and air combat characters just make up for the crutch I had on not being able to do. Um combos and stuff because if I play any fighting game, everybody the first thing they do they go to practice mode they learn the combos and stuff. Okay, I can't do that. I can I make up my own combos because I know I can't do the combos. I've never ever performed a ten hit combo in Tekken once. Not even once. On mid, on the practice dummy, I've probably done it a few times, but I've never ever ever like like yep I memorized it. I got it down. I'm not way. gonna memorize it, and most likely these <laughs> big fucking thumbs are gonna make me mess not up. Let
0: you do it. Well, they're not optimal combos. Exactly, There's like, always a every single ten hit combo's got a little hit that can use block and yeah. punish. But, but
1: the, you'll see. But now you see in torment plays. Now you have the torment people always have a certain combo where you know, oh man, if I got hit by that, I'm dead. Yeah, I can't be that kind of player. I have to be, um, just keep eating away at you. And speed characters are who do that. Right, just
0: whittle away your health. Yeah, and. I don't think it can be um, understated um, how great you are at, at frustrating the opponent. Yeah. Because uh, we, we talked, um, I don't want to say behind your back, but we're like, yeah, sometimes fighting Keys is frustrating because he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, And you're unpredictable. I yeah. think that's what it is. You're unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, come I out. say,
1: I know Snapple Grapple hates me. <laughs> because outside of um, Beast characters, usually the most characters who apply to me are female characters. Oh, and he's got a weird gripe about that. Yeah. Most people hate going against female characters. It's like, you're only using her because you think you're high. I was like, no, not really.
0: I mean, the the, the female characters are usually sometimes they, smaller. Yeah,
1: they're sm- smaller and faster. If they're not, I usually don't use them. Like, for instance, on there's so many female characters on Tekken, mm-hmm. but Shao Yu's my main. Yeah. And it's not because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so fucking... <clears> it's because she, fought, she plays to my style perfectly. Yeah, she's very dodgy.
0: She's hard yeah. to hit sometimes. And when you do hit her, sometimes it's all disjointed and you can't really... Yeah. Get the full combo. She's so fast
1: and then she has a perfect amount of combos. Then you have people like, oh my god, my next favorite character to use, Jun. Jun <laughs> Man, she's so much babe. Jun, babe. She is probably the most fluid character I've ever used in my life. I love her so much. She has that right amount of speed but she's just so technical with what you can do with her.
0: Now, um, uh, sticking sticking with Jun. Um, Jun in... Tekken Tag too? In uh, Tekken Tag, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is... Drastically different from Jun in, in Tekken Two and Tekken Tag One. Yeah. Do you think you did you mess with her a lot in those old games?
1: No, I will definitely say Jun in recent, even though she's pretty much almost a copy and paste of Asuka, um, it, um, pretty much sync with me the best. 'Cause I didn't use Xiaoyu on every um, Tekken either. I didn't start using Xiaoyu until I think Tekken four or five. Oh Tekken Well
0: Be- in Tekken three she was very,
1: very technical. Yeah, she was harder to use and I didn't like her. I was a gen player most of the time, then, Yeah, then they switched gen style up and then I switched off of Jin to Harang and um Kazuya. Okay. So it's just, it, it really just goes with you just gotta find who fights your goes with your fighting style the most. Like like Let's say if we went back to Bley Roar, mm-hmm. they made a new one, and they made you go completely different.
0: Right, he's like a capoeira fighter or something. Yeah, or something.
1: I would use them out of respect for the past, but I would probably have to find a new main character. Right, and that's always
0: a heartbreak, isn't it? Yeah, change up like, your main to a point, like, in a way that you, you just don't like them. Exactly. And like, maybe the opposite style that mm-hmm. you played, and like that's who they are now.
1: Yeah, exactly, because it's like you want to use what you're used to, but then it's gone. So you're like, all right, got to adapt. That's
0: like if, uh, Marvel's Capcom 4 came out, right, mm-hmm. and X-23 was a zoner.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I just played, uh, that sucks. Uh, hopefully they kept Gamora the same and I can use her.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was kind of X-23-esque. Yeah, I had her
1: and then I had Monster Hunter. And oh, yeah. Monster Hunter. She was like my cerebella She was like Gosh, strong. She, she was fast. She had armor and she just had that one hit that would hurt you really good.
0: That was, that was always fun. Yeah. That was, um, those were fun times. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's interesting. I didn't know Um, I didn't know X-23 was, like, that high up on your favorite oh, character. Yeah. I knew Noel was up there, but I didn't know X-23 was, like, right below her.
1: She's probably the fastest character I've I ever... Not modded, fast, um character I've ever used, and I just love her for it. So,
0: what would you say... Um, let's go back to Bloody War for one second. Yeah. For one second. That game didn't really have any, like, speed and air combat characters. No, I mean, not... You're a Yugo main, obviously.
1: The fastest character in the game... I didn't use it was Bakuryu. Right? Bakuryu, I would. I, I didn't even like Bakuryu. I like I would use him, and, and the main move I would use, he had one of Yugo's moves. He had a uh, multiple uppercut move. Oh yeah, that
0: was kind of cool.
1: And that's because Yugo taught him a little bit. But I didn't. I, didn't, I never want unless I had to. I would never use Bakuryu. The fastest character I would use was Yuriko, and she kind of fed underneath my place off for speed and air okay, combat. Okay, she
0: was, but she was more. Of a tricky character. Yeah. It's supposed to be in Fast. She had and, like weird properties to the way she yeah. fought.
1: Which is good because another reason why I like speed and air combat characters is because they're tricky. And you they're know, hard to hit. Yeah, they're hard to hit. So she she was like perfect to what my fighting style is now, but I just preferred you go over top of her because... Because he's the wolf. Yeah, he's the wolf. He's the hard hitting. I had him down to a T. So it's just, it really is different strokes for different shit, but...
0: ah <laughs> oh, man. I mean, another good character that I see you use sometimes that kind of scratches both uh, both edges. You know, a wolf and a kind of a speedy, tricky character is um uh, a Oh yeah. In, um, in Blaze Blue, he's a literal werewolf, and he's got like that weird wolf corkscrew move. Yeah. that They always give the wolves for some that, reason.
1: That that thing, thing style things yeah Yeah. Every
0: wolf's. Like I've never once seen a wolf do like a corkscrew in, in yeah. the wild, but some reason every wolf does
1: a corkscrew. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. I don't understand. Supposed to image like supposed to image the way it's described, they're not doing a corkscrew, they're like doing multiple slashes and stuff like that. Okay. But yeah. Balkenheim was a he. He was like he became my third at one point, but yeah, he still wasn't like oh my god, I'm gonna use him over top of Noel. Right,
0: right, because Noel's faster. Yeah. she fits your play style more. Exactly. And I and I remember fighting her Noel because you hit me with this a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be prepared for the drive. Mm-hmm. Right, you're doing your drive. You're doing your, like your guns, but then you would stop without hitting like your type four or type five, and she would kind of go back into a stance. Yes, she'll put some space between and and me being stupid. Like I would try to swing at that gap, but she puts the space and I'm wide open and then you always follow up with some crazy stuff. Yeah,
1: and that's like the tricky aspect of the speed and air combat. You always have to find something that can give you an edge because if you become predictable with speed and air combat users, they're so easy to read. Yeah. Like I remember on Street Fighter... Like, I had to adapt because you would be like, all right, he's going to do this. The second he jumps in the air, I'm going to just freaking get my air grab off him and destroy him. Yeah, it's anti-air. Yeah. It's you, easy to read anti-air Yeah, sometimes. and that's the problem. Like, most characters on most games will have an anti-air. You have to be wary of that. So yeah. you have to... De- you got to keep developing. You
0: have to keep adapting. And that's exactly. something you're great at. You're very good at adapting. Um, and I guess you have to be with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because a, a person who... The person who specializes in, in your kind of play style, mm-hmm. like jumps around and stuff, if they become predictable, that's pretty much game over. Yeah. Because you'll know when they'll dash in. You'll know when they'll
1: try to jump back or when they'll jump forward. Or if they're trying to set you up for the grand special or something. Yeah. And that's why my second slogan under Master of Speed and Air Combat is don't underestimate me. Okay. Because there will be times where someone thinks they have you figured out. In most cases, they do. And they'll just take it easy on you afterwards or try to clown you or... Do stuff like on Mortal Kombat, give you a mercy, like let's do this again, or freaking Blaze Blue, where the do the ultimate special, the um, the um, what was it called, uh, the um, Astro Finisher, where you had to do so much to pull those off. People will go for those, and you're like, no, fuck that. <laughs> so me in that case, I'm like, you, you, you pushing me, you're making me break my limits, and that's why I love. Don't underestimate me, because you're never going to see me at a certain level cap. I'm always going to do something that's going to make you go, you know what, he wasn't an easy person. I'm not pro level, but I'm definitely not your basic amateur. Right,
0: they'll remember you.
1: Exactly. They'll remember
0: their fight with you. You'll leave your mark on it.
1: I'm them. either going to be like make them think like, oh, he's pretty good. Or I'm going to make you mad to the point where you go, you're a pussy, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, I know I'm just like, I must have struck a chord with you if you had to at least hit me with that rage.
0: Right, because... At that point, you're the reason why their heart is racing, mm-hmm. why their palms are sweaty, mm-hmm. why they're angry, why they're probably not playing the game anymore that day, mm-hmm. and it's all because of the bonsai wolf burger. Exactly. That's pretty badass. That is pretty badass. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> since um, we we covered anime, mm-hmm. right? We covered you know your fighting games your your moniker as the master of speed and air combat Ooh, yeah. uh, bloody roar all that stuff uh there's a lot a lot of hallmarks of you as 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 a person right you know you're a wolf and you're a speed and air combat and stuff like that a mm-hmm. um, lot of fun little uh, uh marks there uh, but another thing like if i were asked to describe bonzo wolfberger of like dope as all hell uh-huh. uh, he likes anime hell yeah and he's a world class cosplayer.
1: Huh. Oh, stop.
0: I mean this man he won a whole nationwide contest and he met Will Smith in the cast of Suicide Squad. Hi, Will. Based <laughs> based on his abilities as a cosplayer. So do not sneeze at that. Cause that just means he was better than the entire nation at doing what he does best. I try. don't be modest I can
1: can never get I can never brag about my cosplay stuff I just do the best I can and hopefully it just strikes a chord with people see that's humble
0: but I'll brag about your cosplay
1: stuff yeah you guys will I never brag about my cosplay (laughs) the only time I'll brag about my cosplay is my Kiba from Naruto cosplay and that was
0: fantastic still one of the best I've ever seen same with your noob your noob was fantastic you go extra effort you paint your skin yeah I seen what it took to get that off of you and to get that on you like Screw that effort. That's so much. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the fact that you have to put in contacts and you hate putting oh in contacts. God.
1: My eyes are working out just from you saying that.
0: You um, you go the the extra mile every time for your cosplay. You don't cut corners unless you absolutely have to because, you know, finances or time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't cut corners. You don't take the easy way out. If you have to do this much work to do it, you do even more work to do it to mm-hmm. make sure you get the best uh, – Cosplay possible people will remember you they'll they look out for you is bonsai Wilberg going to be there in his Kiva in his noob or um in your I don't know if you ran your scar yet.
1: No, um, I'm premiering it soon at a con, which I wasn't going to do, but I was just like, you know what? Freak it. I want to do it for this con. Right. That was just a random, I was like, closet cosplay. I'll just do it for fun. Closet but cosplay. But I just love the way it came out, so I was like, okay, sure. Right, i seen
0: some of the pictures and that you sent, I guess you sent to us, or I don't quite remember where I saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. But i seen the pictures, and you look fantastic. Thank you. Um, it turned out very well. And you, you make your own props, too. Yeah. Um, as, as much as you can. There's some yeah. props, that you can't make. Yeah. Uh, but you make your own props. I seen you make your um, your Noob Cybot sickle. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Thank you. Because um, I uh, I gush over your Noob Cybot all the time because it looks so awesome. I always think Noob is, one is a really cool character, and most people they don't put in the effort to do like some of these these characters justice. They want to put their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. That might make it easier for them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's Like I'm gonna be. Um, you've done an urban Noob. Yeah. Um, but they might do like oh I'll be an urban Noob. I wear. I wear black. Um, I wear black jeans and a black hoodie and put a mask on. Boom! I'm, I'm urban noob. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't do that. You're, Bhan, right? You're, you did the noob that's, you know, behind incarnate his costume, but like black. If mm. I remember correctly, yeah. right? And I always, I always respect that you didn't put your own twist on it because the twist would be too easy. You you did it the best you can. It mm-hmm. looks great. Um, but enough for the gushing. Um, what when you when you see a character what goes into goes to your head when you say i want to cosplay that character
1: usually two factors one you have to look badass but you have to look badass in a way that i was like oh i want to look like that like it can't be like any just because all a lot of anime characters look cool or out of the world in a certain way like dragon ball z characters they all like super saiyan looking crazy blah 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 like for example one on um, one punch man um Garro, the hero hunter mm-hmm. he looks fu- i love him as a character he looks badass but i wouldn't cosplay him because i don't feel like i would look right as him
0: right because like his hair because of his
1: hair and how it would translate to me but there's exceptions to that because i've i cosplayed deku recently and i told myself i would never cosplay deku
0: but you put your own twist. I, I put
1: my own twist to it and it made me feel more comfortable with it.
0: Right. So, and not in a way like I was mentioning before that was like an easy way out. Yeah. You just put a, a turn on it to match you know, who you are. Exactly. you are an African-American cosplayer so mm-hmm. you have to kind of make, take liberties.
1: Shout out to my blurs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for one, the character has to be appealing to me. Um, I have to really like their design, how they look and like the second I see them I'm like, oh, there's that person. But also, I have to love their character, too.
0: So it's not just based on appearance?
1: No, I have to, like, find... Like, the character has to be something that I like or know I can get into character for. Like, for example... Who can I use? Like, Naruto. He's one of my favorite freaking anime characters in the fucking world. But I haven't, and I will never cosplay him. I love his design... I love his attitude, but it's just not something I can see myself personally looking good in. Right. And I want when you cosplay, you don't want to just cosplay something just to cosplay but oh man he's doing that awesome. You wanna feel comfortable and it you wanna be able to feel like, hey, I just became this character. And you want to walk around feeling, like, proud. Like, I did a, this effort. I'm look, I am look I look good. If you can't say you look good before anybody else does, there's a problem with that.
0: Okay, yeah. You, you, so you have to embody. Yeah. You have to embody the character before you can cosplay the characters. Pretty much Ex- what you're Exactly.
1: What you're mm-hmm. There's only been two cosplays that I've done where I really didn't know the character, but pulled it off and eventually loved it. And that's, well, my Red Guard from Skyrim that I was asked to do for... A group from my boy Eric and our own Pro J47, hit the champ special. I've never played Skyrim a day in my life. But because in Skyrim you can make your own characters, I made that Red Guard my own character. You were the red guard. I was the Red Guard. I was a werewolf I was a werewolf. <laughs> a werewolf red guard. Exactly. And then I cosplayed um Joshua Graham from um Fallout. I've never played Fallout a day in my life. I don't even
0: think I've seen that cosplay of yours. Yeah. Oh, Joshua, i got to show it
1: to you sometime. Joshua Graham. I have yeah. no idea who that is. Um, he's also called the Burn Man, but he's pretty much like this police-looking guy. He's just wrapped up in wraps and has a gun and SWAT team. I know nothing about him other than when I looked him up for a quick moment, but um, I got his acting down, and I, I could vibe with his acting, and people said I did a good impersonation, so it makes you just connect a little bit more with that character.
0: There's a... um, That's... that's... See, that's, a, that's an aspect of cosplay that I wasn't aware of. I thought people would just say, he looks cool, I'm going to cosplay him.
1: Yeah, that's actually a meme. Because oh, really? Yeah, like, I know this one picture that strikes a chord. It's like, this will be this person, a character who's um cosplays like Melina or something. Let's say they cosplay Melina, and you're like, oh, I don't like the way you look. And someone's like, why? Because I don't fit the body type, or I'm not or I'm not the best looking Melina out there, blah, blah, blah. And the end of the picture is like, no, it's because you have Katana's fan, and you're Melina. Because you know nothing about the character, you cosplayed it wrong. See, if you don't know nothing about a character to the point where you can get fact-checked like that, what's the point of cosplaying it? You gotta enjoy You you want you have to. It has to be a character you like or want to cosplay so much that you get to know them.
0: I can respect that. Do you think some cosplayers, they fall into that trap?
1: I feel like they do, because... Um, they'll, they'll, there's people who'll see a cosplay by like, oh man I could definitely look, just do that and look good as it well they'll just make the costume and just look like the character and bra- I'm not dismerging them bravo to you if you're like a giant bodybuilder ass motherfucker and you've never watched Seven Deadly Sins in your life but you can cosplay Eskandor perfectly go for it because okay. in a way that's still you relating to something you relate to his muscles but if you're like cosplaying like Naruto and you're just like I know nothing about him I don't really even know the show or anything like that are you really having fun with it yeah because what if
0: someone comes and asks you a question yeah or they and you, come up dressed like Hinata or, or Sasuke and do a little bit of roleplay. yeah and they run up to you and they go Naruto and like,
1: you're just like who oh I thought it was just blonde haired ninja guy I didn't know I actually had a name that would garner such a belly laugh for me mm-hmm. um, and even though
0: I don't cosplay um, that is a I don't want to call it like a pet peeve, but it's something I, I really don't like when I see like some of the, the pictures of people who they'll be dressed as a character, maybe a character I know, mm-hmm. but they'll be doing something out of character, but they're supposed to be like posing. Mm-hmm. Like say you're, you're I can only do like fighting game ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Say you're doing your noob and you're doing the the classic Sub-Zero pose with yeah. the, the one hand up and someone is, is cosplaying like, um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of something that,
1: they say they're doing reptile but going for like the scorpion get over here spear. Yeah, yeah, or
0: something like that. Like mm-hmm. they're going for reptile and instead of doing like maybe classic reptile, which I don't expect everyone to know what classic reptile is with the two hands up. But he's
1: not going to pull out a scorpion spear. Yeah, and he's
0: not going to be holding a sword like, like yeah, I'm a reptile but I got a ninja sword. It's mm-hmm. like, but you're not though. Yeah. But you're not reptile with the ninja sword. Yeah. You're just a green ninja with a ninja sword. Yeah.
1: And I can understand where you're coming from on that because in, cos- in cosplay in general, twists are good. But it has to be a twist that makes sense. Right. It can't be randomness. How let it translate somehow or be a twist where it's like, oh, I didn't even think about doing that that way. It has to be something that makes sense and makes everybody like, like, oh man, that's just, that's an eye opener right, right there. That, that's cool. Or that's paying homage to something that directly translates to that character in a way.
0: Just like your uh, just like your Deku. Yeah. You did take a bit of a. Like an African American spin yeah. on it, you gave him he had dreads yeah. and he had other cool. But
1: things. But it's still deco just if he happened to be African American. Right, if you
0: happen to be African American, yeah, and it's and those are the twists that I can I can dig when it just happens because you have to play to your strengths. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that might be where some people kind of like drop the ball.
1: Yeah, I want to say twists like that are usually my strength because it's like what you were saying earlier where some people do twists just to make things easier for them and stuff my twists are for me to get more and get more of an impact on my stuff because I'll always call myself an average cosplayer and people are like yeah whatever but yeah, yeah, whatever. to me I'm an average cosplayer I can't I'm yeah, not okay. I, I'm not I don't sell like a lot of co- like a lot of people who can make their own costumes from the ground up I can't sell so sometimes I have to buy costumes and mm-hmm. stuff um I'm not the greatest at making props and stuff like there's a lot of stuff I can't do compared to other cosplayers but what I can do with said store-bought stuff or ideas that I come up with, like going to Goodwill and buying this to make this look like something else, I feel like that gives me an advantage because I can come up with something that like the person who made everything did that made it not think of, and that can give me an edge.
0: All right. So, so you think uh, being um, creative and resourceful goes – sometimes even farther than being able to sew or having a lot of money to buy good stuff
1: and my kiva cosplay is a perfect example compared to most kiva outfit um cosplayers some people will buy the outfit or make the outfit and that would be it no for my kiva cosplay i want it to be like a full-on me but also definitely keep it so i'll get like the beast context i'll buy the beast nails i'll strike the the um, all four stands. Right, you get low of that one. Yeah, I love it. I Like, you have to become the character. You have to do things like other cosplayers don't do for the character that makes sense. And that's why I kind of say say my Kiba cosplays are one of my more prouder ones because I definitely bring it for that cop for that cosplay to be try to be better than the rest or make a lasting impression because you'll go to cons and they'll do the photo shoots. And I'm like, all Kibas come up. I want... I want to have that moment where someone's like, "That Kiva right there is killing it." That's that's
0: that's the one. Like that's the Kiva. and they'll probably go home and be like, "I just saw like the best keeper I've ever seen today."
1: And that's the one thing I. That's one of the things in my cosplay um career I can be proud of, where people are like, "You're the best keeper ever. I love you." I'm like,
0: <laughs> right, despite being black, you're the best Kiva I've ever seen. Yeah, and I'm just like, thanks, <laughs> thank you so much. And it's those kind of compliments. I bet that kind of drives you forward. Yeah. When someone walks up and they say, "Hey, you know." You, your cosplay looks fantastic or you're like mm-hmm. the best keep I've ever seen. Is that like a big factor in it, what makes
1: you do it? It makes you feel so appreciated at the end of the day. Like, especially for like someone like me, like I say I'm not the best. I truly feel it, but I try my best. Like I can't sew, I can't make stuff the way some people do. You got all these cosplayers who are like on some scientific stuff, putting like LED lights and smoke machines and stuff in their cosplays. I can't do that, but I can try to think my best options up to make something look great. And show like, hey, you don't have to be the best to be able to cosplay good, or you can still stand next to other people and just be at make something eye catching.
0: And do you um, do you think that perhaps um, like you say, you you don't have you know, some of the tools, like you don't have, you can't really sew, mm-hmm. and there's people that are running LED lights like mm-hmm. through their costumes, and and they can buy like all like the nice expensive uh, gear and things like that. Um, Do you think that it's your ability to inhabit the character you're cosplaying that allows you to fully immerse maybe even the people that are looking at you into the cosplay
1: itself? I can definitely say that's a good factor because I get told all the time when I cosplay noob, I am like the creepiest motherfucker ever. Like I'm staring into your soul or I look like I'm actually about to combat you. I've gotten compliments when I did my gender bend version of Hisaka. That's one of my favorites. When I just stare into a person's soul, I'm bending backwards. I'm yelling and stuff like, not being like overly like weebish and like being annoying stuff, but right. Just having that like feel like oh my god he really is like becoming the character can give you an edge.
0: Yeah, it can. And uh, Hisaka, when not taking anything from you or anything, but Hisaka <laughs> just she just wears a. A kimono. A kimono has a spear. And, yeah, it has a spear. So it's not, like, much to
1: it. Yeah. But, um,
0: but you do, like, you did the whole, like, backbending thing. The and
1: the, the zombie walk, everything. The zombie
0: walk, the wide eyes and stuff. It, it does creep people out. Yeah. Which is just, a creepy character.
1: Yeah. So it it's just something. It's just something extra you want to add on. Because it's, it's not just about being the having the costume. It's also thinking about the character themselves that really helps with cosplay. Because what you're really doing at the end of cosplay, you're becoming the character.
0: Right, which is kind of what people want when they will see the animes. Yeah, and I think that's what should drive them to, to want to cosplay the character. It's like I want to be that character.
1: Yeah, cause it's crazy. Cause now you got shows like, like the live action version of shows, and you'll see them, and they have Hollywood budgets, and you're like. Damn, I just saw a cosplayer blow that out the smoke already. Like like DC Titans, people complain so much like, oh, they couldn't do this for Star... They couldn't make her skin orange for Starfire because blah, blah, I'm like, I saw someone just take orange paint and just blend it to themselves perfectly by themselves for hours, but they didn't have a Hollywood team. They didn't have Hollywood makeup artists and stuff. It's definitely possible. It's possible.
0: And I believe... That's because they those shows, those Hollywood shows, don't have the heart exactly. that you guys have to put in that effort.
1: Yeah, cosplayers are some very con- convicted, proud, and hardworking people.
0: That's true. Very proud, very hardworking. And that's that's to a T. Very convicted. There's convicted.
1: <laughs> convicted. I think I said the same thing. Yeah, I
0: think we both said convicted. Uh, they, um, they have a lot of conviction yeah. to, um, to being the character they want. Uh, regardless if they choose to because they think they look cool mm-hmm. or if they like the character or they just want to challenge themselves. Do you think you might have chosen to cosplay just to challenge yourself to see if see if you could do it?
1: Honestly, I think the first thing I did, because my first con, I didn't cosplay at all. I, my first few cons, I didn't cosplay at all. And I was just like, man, this is great. And then eventually I just saw how much fun other people were doing mm-hmm. becoming a character and stuff and how great they made they looked doing it. I was like... I just wanted to try it out. See what happens. Yeah.
0: Now I look at you. And World now, class.
1: Now I get to do that. Sometimes I do want to challenge myself just to see if I can do it. Like like I said, I'm not the best at sewing and everything, but I'm learning. I'm learning how to sew. I'm way better at building armor now with foam and stuff than I was, like, let's say three years ago. I would, like, if I went to pass myself and was like, look what I can do. He'd be like, The fuck! You wee bitch! Get out of my face! Yeah, get go away. I (laughs) I might hurt myself now, so you can never do that. (laughs) Oh my god! But yeah, it's just like a learning process. You just want to keep doing the best you can. It's it's a drive. You it makes you want to keep striving to do better, so you can keep getting better and better at the next build you do.
0: That's a lesson that I think a lot of people could could take. Yeah, it comes down to passion. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just you have a passion for it, so you give it your all.
1: Yeah, I definitely have a passion for cosplay, video games, anime, pretty much my life.
0: Shit, that's better than some people's lives.
1: Crack cocaine and mess. that's my <laughs> life.
0: I don't think your mom is going, oh, I can't believe my son watches anime, it makes awesome cosplay.
1: Yeah, as long, yeah as long as it's not hindrance to your life.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an innocent, there are innocent hobbies that mm. just make people happy, yeah. right? People love seeing a good cosplay, as people as love like, anime.
1: So you just have some of the douchebags out there who make it not fun, but... Of
0: course, but you, that's, that's, that's within... That's everywhere.
1: That, yeah, that's just life. That's why I, with video games, my um slogan is um, Masters B and Air Combat. My um slogan for cosplay is peace, love, and positivity in the cosplay community. Because no matter what, at the end of the day, we're all just nerds dressing up. So why not be nice to each other? That's a... You know what? Mm,
0: I couldn't have said it... I couldn't have said that better myself. Because yeah I mean I yeah. could try to repeat it I could try to emphasize it more um, but no you're just right that just yeah. that just hit it all
1: yeah support each other let's, let's have fun let's do what we love to do and see other ch- people do what they love to do
0: cause at the end of the day we're all just nerds and dressing up yeah Hell damn okay. I think people
1: need to get that in their heads more <laughs> definitely that's why I want that's why you just gotta keep having fun spread the word and just check assholes at their gate
0: yeah make sure everyone's having a good time um, final question, quick and easy. As far as cosplay go, what is your dream cosplay?
1: Oh my God. That's, I hate it when people ask me that because it's such a hard cosplay. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like an easy, no, easy question. Because most people, they have a dream cosplay. They're like, oh man, I would do it, but it would be so hard to do. And for the longest time, I didn't think about what my dream cosplay would be. And then when I think, the first thing that usually pops to my head when I'm like, I guess that's my dream cosplay, but it seems whack. I would do um, Grimmjow's second form from Bleach. His second form. Yeah. Now, do
0: you mind just describing what it looks like just a so, little bit?
1: Yeah, it's like, so um, Grimmjow's um beast form is a panther. So when he goes into his like final form, he gets like panther like armor going across his body. So it would be like a full body armor type thing. Oh jeez. And it's like, and then it we'll would have like a like a slip right here on the like a v-neck almost and then you could like wear like a crown it's, it's almost like bone armor in a sense so that would be my dream cosplay would that always be my dream cosplay no i feel like there's something that i haven't seen yet that i'm like oh my god that would take so much time and effort but i want to do that one day right
0: you might evolve yeah from what it is
1: but now. anytime someone asks me that that's the first thing i think about because i was like oh that'd be dope to do Hey, okay. It's definitely more possible to do now too, but
0: oh, you're getting better at armors and things like yeah that and sewing and improving your craft.
1: And you know, in a way, I think why? Because I just saw this right now in my head. I think a, a reason why that's so hard to do. Because I think one of my cosplays that I loved doing it was my dream cosplay at one point. My noob Cybot. That was just me being a shadow for my um, older brother, who's like a great god tier cosplayer. I just wanted to be his actual shadow. They sends out. But then eventually I just made it my own and made myself a new sidebar who can also be a shadow as well.
0: Right. You became like a, like a connector of sorts. Yeah.
1: So sometimes you just do your dream cosplays without realizing it until you can find another dream cosplay. But as far as right now, that's one cosplay. I'm like, one day I just got to do that just to do it. Right. And
0: one day you will and then you'll be wondering what your next dream cosplay is. Exactly. You just keep achieving them as you go. Mm-hmm. And... The more you improve your craft, the more opportunities open for you to look at even grander, grander things. Maybe there's characters that you really love that are so out of cosplay range that you just didn't even consider cosplaying them. Then maybe like once you get good at doing one, yeah. Once you get good at sewing and all that stuff, you'll be able to. You'll look at them and be like, shit, I can do that.
1: Yeah, that actually makes me think of something because it just translates to when we first started about. I remember one time I thought about, I was like, man, it would be dope as hell to cosplay Yugo in his own. And his beast form. Oh, my God. I was like, that would be so hard. I don't even know how to do that. And I remember Google searching a certain cosplay, and then this guy popped up as Talbane from Dogstarkers. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, in, like, a furry suit, but not your traditional, like, goofy-looking furry suit. Like, he looked like he was, like, Talbain, like a werewolf. I was, like... It
0: was, like, form-fitting?
1: Yeah. It was, um... Which you, it wasn't form-fitting to his body, so it just looked great. Like, the legs were the actual wolf, werewolf hind legs and everything. I'm just, like... That looks incredible. Right? It's possible. So stuff like that, it's like yeah, maybe one day I'll I'll learn how to do furry stuff. <laughs> no, 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 but <laughs> maybe maybe one, these days. maybe one day I'll learn how to make fur fursuits. I can furses. be a werewolf or, s- or a beast creature and stuff like that. The possibilities are endless. It's
0: endless, man. Especially once you get your skills up.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's awesome, man. That's really awesome like knowing that well, just knowing what your dream cosplay is. Now, I can keep my eyes open mm-hmm. and just wait for the day when you pull it off because I want to be there. If when you say, hey, I'm working on Grim sec- second form, yeah, am working on his second form now, I'll be like, tell me the con because I'm going and I'm going to be there when you show it off and blow everyone's minds. Yeah, I
1: definitely. want I want to one day, one of my goals is I want to be good enough to the day where I can just like make something for someone if I wanted to. Because let's say for the example you, there's been so many days where I'm like, Oh my God, I would love to make KO a reptile costume and oh just have him walk around with reptile or just make the mask. He's like, yo, I got a dope ass reptile mask. That would, that would be a
0: dream cosplay for me, but I have no I have no cosplay ability.
1: Or like be able to be like, yeah, I'm so good. Like, hey, you want a Yoshimitsu armor? I made you Yoshimitsu I armor. I would love Yoshimitsu Which I just saw someone who cosplayed Yoshimitsu recently. I was like, oh my fucking God, the amount of detail they put for that. Jesus. It was the The armor was perfect. The sword was perfect. The sword and in the inside the armor lit up, and I was like, "Oh no, my good!"
0: <laughs> true. She went too
1: far yeah. There. Exactly. So I'm like, man, that's the goal right there to be able to do stuff like that to make you
0: to make people have that exact orgasmic expression. Exactly.
1: Upon sight. Exactly. And it gets easier because YouTube people show stuff at cons. There's people who do. Um, panels on learning how to do stuff like, for instance, my next con is blurred con, mm-hmm. and this this person who I know um, does great work with LED lights is doing an LED panel on how the basics of LEDs. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna attend that. I want to know how to do electronic stuff. Oh hell
0: yeah, <laughs> that'll up your game like crazy. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you can do glowy characters.
1: Yeah, instead of just doing like simple like lights, I put on weapons and like my shot eye. Now I can be like, look at my. Because my end game, why I really want to learn LEDs for right right now, is I want to imitate doing full Kalen with Deku across my whole costume. Oh, that and would be crazy! Yeah, I'm already studying up on a book on how to do it. So it's, at this point it's just practicing and getting better at it, so I can achieve that goal.
0: Nice.
1: So that not dream does. cosplay, but that's a that's a dream goal that I'm working on towards now
0: that would be a milestone yeah I mean, how to the wire all that stuff that's mm-hmm. crazy yeah that would be awesome i hope you get there sooner rather than later yeah thank you uh well that is all the questions i have for you today um i don't know if you have any concerns or questions of your own no That uh, now's the time
1: man that all i can say is that was fun you really picked my brain on stuff like now i'm just for like five days straight now i'm like damn These people really would make a good bloody roar game again. Like (laughs) I'm about to hit them up on Twitter. Like, hey, yo!
0: Planting the seeds, man.
1: Oh man, but no, that was that was great. I'm glad you invited me to be on this. Oh, it
0: was my pleasure, man. It was an honor to have you on and answering my my silly questions on things. I'm just a very curious person, but I can never find the context to ask some of the questions that go through my head. I know that
1: was great. I'd definitely do it again.
0: Well, we touched on a couple of things. That um I would definitely like to to um, to hit up on another time. Mm-hmm. Um so, if that's if that's it, then we can close out the show. Okay. Thanks everybody for joining us. I am, as per usual, Mick Wolpie Goldberg, and I would like to thank my brother from another mother, the Bonsai Wolf Wolfburger! Oh yeah! The Wolf Wolfburger for joining me today on the Bottom of the Pit podcast, oh where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. Thank you guys, and we will see you on the next one.